Hey, this is Russell, and I'm almost certain I have one of the greatest jobs in the world. I work at the video store, the one that is just down the road from you that you can go to once a week whenever it is movie night. I love this job because when the store is quiet, I get to watch movies and series and talk about them with my friends that work here. And interesting people pop in to rent something all the time. We can help you figure out what you could be watching on streaming platforms and out in cinemas. All right, let's open up the shop. Did you see that thing yesterday on the TV? How's it, guys? What is up? Good evening. It's the morning. <laughs> Just making sure. There's beer in my hand on the I was about to say, I was about to say, shh, don't tell everyone. Oh, no, I'm joking. We uh, suck at this. I'm sorry. We're, we're starting our day. It's a little quiet. We've got Cole here and we've got Graham and we are drinking some Fokof Lager in spirit of our last week's episode with Yaku. Uh, Snake from Fokov. Yeah. And it's one of those things where after about 20 minutes of listening to the guy talk about beer, all you, yeah. want, all you want to do is drink exactly. it. So here we are necking some fine Fokov lager and uh, having ourselves the best time. We yeah. went to a special preview screening of Fast and the Furious last night. Yes. We did indeed. And we totally fucking broed out. Yeah. <laughs> we broed out hard. <laughs> it uh, it was an IMAX, which was great. Yeah. yeah. So that was fucking awesome. Yeah, it's always incredible. And that's kind the of the right way, seats. that's the way to watch it. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Not necessarily 3D. It, it wasn't last night. Mm. It doesn't need to be. But man, whenever you go to an IMAX, you're like, I get it. Yeah. 100%. You forget about it and you don't think it's a big deal until you are in that room and you're like, oh my God, yeah. this is the magic of cinema. Yeah. This is the experience of being entertained. And every know. gunshot, like really like, like the sound, it's not yes. just the picture. Mm. It's, it's very, you know. And our arm axes aren't even like the big ones. Oh. Like you get way bigger ones. Really? Yeah. Or like bigger screens. That was my biggest regret when I went to the UK and I didn't go to one of their IMAX uh, because right. I, I assume in like a country like that mm. they'd show off like premium cinemas yeah. you know if we're fanning our feathers here I know um, flexing your I was very lucky to, to your be in the main I, I, when I went to Cannes <laughs> yeah. um, we were it's a big flex we, yeah we, we, we thought it was right as the bioscope to treat ourselves to, to Cannes <laughs> we've only ever gone once it was in 2011 and being inside that main Cinema, the main, the cinema. main cinema. Mm. Yeah, often Whoa. screenings are there. Um, so during the day, it's lovely. Ooh. Wow, man, <laughs> that must have been a rush. Oh, it was lovely, but was... not as much of a rush as the Diesel. <laughs> yeah, Dominic Toretto. Yeah. Um, so, so safe to say, um, it's it's like all the others. It's yeah. completely ridiculous. Yeah. Exactly, it's completely preposterous. But it's a roller coaster that we're happy to be on. Mm. Yeah, at this point, I think. They get the tone right that they, and it's a, an appropriate sequel in plot and style to Fast Five, which we'll get into later. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's that tone of self-aware tomfoolery mm. that they sometimes do really well, um, and it's also the very serious action bits that kind of feel like you can engage with it and be thrilled, but then you can also laugh at them. It was yes. like that that moment, which I don't think is a spoiler, when they go to the drag race scene that's in every movie. Yeah, and 
And when, that, of course, happens in this one as well. Yeah. Fast and the Furious 10 is is the movie that we're talking about, which is out in yes. cinemas uh, now, yeah. as yeah. of the time this episode will come out. So this is the 10th fucking movie, the 10th one. I mean, it's the 11th in the if saga. If you count Hobbs and Shaw, yeah. 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 No, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Okay, but so delivers. It's great. It's fun. Um, we'll unpack it a bit now. But when you say five, which one was five? Because now I'm confused. <laughs> so remember the one, remember the scene where they were dragging the flipping vault down the highway? Brazil. Yeah, Brazil. Yes. Okay, Fast, Fast and the Furious 5 is Brazil. Yes. Correct. Okay, because that's quite an important one in the whole story because that's that's where 10 kind of uses a lot mm. from. The movie that we watched last night uses a lot of five. Yes. Um, it sets quite a lot in motion. Yeah. Because it also is where Vin Diesel meets the Brazilian woman who becomes his like baby mama. Temporary yeah. girlfriend. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She they have the they have the kid. Dumps. They they have the kid. Yes. Well he doesn't dump her. Well he just like straight up leaves her. Yeah. Doesn't like, she get no, she gets murdered. No, he leaves her before she gets murdered. Yes. He just we'll like, get to it. We'll get to oh, it. Let's yeah, not so, dig oh, into it. That's because that's when Letty comes back. Exactly. Yes. Okay. That's all very convoluted. Okay. Um so now it's quiet <laughs> in the video store. Um, and then we're going to have folks come in, um, one of which uh, today our main guest uh, is Boa Bosch, who is many things. Wow, yeah, you guys can definitely hear that. It just started raining here. Okay, yeah. I that's mean, gonna, it is what it is. That's going to show up. That's beautiful. Right, it's um, right. Well, yeah, okay, now no one's going to come to visit the video store. <laughs> uh, uh, Boa Bosch is a musician. He's a comedian in many ways. He's an actor, and he, of course, makes a lot of stuff. He's actually behind some of the funny commercials that I think we all know yes. and love, especially recently. Um, his company writes and produces really funny stuff and sketches. But he was in the band Strachlich Kinders. Oh, damn. So he's like this kind of punk rock dude at mm -hmm. heart. That is very funny, doesn't take himself too seriously, and of course acts in a whole bunch of things, does commercials. Anyway, so he's going to come in. Um, but uh, afterwards, mm -hmm. the cash up, can we please go like movie for movie with Fast and the Furious? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. we'll, we'll get into yeah. the details. Can you figure that out, Graham? God, I can try. Because <laughs> you've been rewatching them. Oh, uh, yeah. We discussed yeah, that too. Yeah. 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 So Graham here. Hi. Um, is is doing is doing the most amazing thing, which is you have set yourself the target, mm. the challenge, of watching one movie every day this year. Yes, and so far, so far yes, so far yes, <laughs> yes. and with uh, the Fast and the Furious um, ten being out now, which we went to go and watch, you used that as an opportunity to go to back and watch all the others because as we were discussing last night. They just like smear into one movie yeah. that you can't tell the difference between at one smear point. Smear is appropriate. Because, because I watched nine mm. in preparation for ten. And Over I was like, several days. You didn't watch yeah, it in yeah, one yeah. day. It took me a while. <laughs> uh, that's on Showmax for oh, people okay. who want a, a refresher. Um, but I was like, wait, which, this kid? Who's this kid? Yes. Is it? Yeah. Oh, it's his kid? Yeah. I forgot that. Now, who was the mom? And the biggest thing for me, hmm. which I'll just say at this point, is that... In this universe, um, uh, Paul Walker is just being considered to still be alive. Yes. It's like he's there. He's Brian cruising Brian O'Connor is still alive. Yeah. 
somewhere. And they acknowledge him like he's around, but yes. he of course just doesn't show His up. wife is around a lot, but he isn't for she some reason. She gets called yeah. in. She's at the family dinners. Yeah. but they, He's just not... always on the loo at the family dinner scenes. <laughs> and at the end of Nine, he sort of arrives. Yeah. Like his car arrives. And I was like, okay, we're definitely going to see him in 10. But of course, he doesn't show up. Yeah. So that's weird. Yeah. But anyways, the one thing to mention now um, is that we have a very cool villain mm. in, in 10. Yeah. Uh, a refreshing Jason. villain. Refreshing is a great word because mm. he... He, uh, played by Jason Momoa, he brings this almost like what Heath Ledger's Joker was to it, which is like just doesn't care, has got no consequences, and this kind of he's a clown in yeah. a way, like he's yeah. kind of it's unpredictable. He, and it was almost as if Momoa said to everyone involved, like, I will only accept this role if I can play it like in the silliest fucking way yeah. possible, yeah. like if I can be ridiculous mm. right because it's it's and predictable point, that if he arrives in a series where there's been vin diesel dwayne the rock johnson yeah. jason statham john cena and he's just going to be another big muscular guy that's yes. going to brood and like be emotionless and nothing. be full of revenge which is what like all the they other all villains exactly. have been yeah exactly they, they all look like sort of gi joes yeah where he looked like a barbie doll exactly like yeah. he wore like scrunchies and he was doing his nails and like, yeah, and at one point he looked like Will Smith's Aladdin. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. I and he sort of the other thing to maybe chat about, which maybe you can chime in on, Cole, is like he played it a bit queer. Right. There was there were definitely. And like, I don't know whether it was like the joke of being queer. Exactly. Or That's whether the he kind of was and and at the same time, that? it's cool for a character to just be queer without acknowledging it because then mm. you normalize it, right? Yeah. Which is which is cool, but in a series that's this hypermasculine yeah. and this heteronormative, to have your only instance of queerness be associated with someone who's like a pathological, narcissistic murderer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because the idea like, was that he's like lost his mind. Exactly, he's, just, he's completely he's, unhinged. He's a multitude of, of so right. diagnoses. Mm. Yeah. Is is the quirk and the unpredictability and the mannerisms and the jokes and the you know those little things that he's throwing in? Is the queerness Part of that insanity. Yeah, we don't know if that's part of who this person is, or if it's something he's doing to like throw people off. Exactly. Like if you think about um, Javier Bardem's character in Oh Skyfall. Skyfall. Yeah. Yes. He's doing that thing like like that scene where he's like touching James Bond's like legs, like like, to make him uncomfortable. It's not like saying this character is gay or queer or whatever. It's he's doing it to like put James Bond off. Yes. Like, is that what this guy's doing or not? It's, it's difficult. That, it's, it's also difficult, difficult to because, read. yeah. But either like way. Hollywood has this history of queer coded villains. Yeah. It's like a problem. That, that, so the Disney Renaissance 2.0. Yeah. It's like Fast and the Furious is a bit behind the times here. Um, but yeah. Like that being said, he is fun and engaging to watch. Yes. It's just the ambiguity of mm. that representation that's weird. Okay. Uh, that people must just think about critically, not yeah. to condemn or, yeah. you know. I mean, there's still two more, so maybe they'll address it. So that's, yeah, so that's the other thing, is that w- we actually thought this could be the one, the mm. final one, because mm. it sort of, it had a little bit of that to yeah, it. Ten is a nice bow tie, Ten, right? and it said the last race. There was some kind of indication of that. But oh no, this is the start of what is expected to be a trilogy. Yeah. yeah. Initially, they said they're going to do 10 and 11. That's going to end it. Now they're going to do 12 The studio well. saw more, this film. There's more milk in this teat, baby. <laughs> I, have, I have a theory as to why that happened, but we can't talk about it without spoilers, so we'll talk okay. about it later. Okay. Speaking <laughs> of queer and queerness, 
I've never watched any of the Queer Eye. Mm. What started as Queer Eye for the straight guy. It's been going for ages. There is now a Queer Eye New Orleans. It's season like seven of now what's just called Queer Eye. So it's the new Netflix reboots of Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. I don't know where it first... Yeah. yeah. It's it's on Netflix and it's Queer Eye in New Orleans. Yeah. They do it different states every season. It is fucking incredible. It's amazing, right? Yeah, a different city, I guess. Yeah, it's a different state every single... Okay, so... um, well, like New yeah, Orleans is a, is a city. city. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So Which is a like great Austin city. In Texas, I love New Orleans. And like the French Quarter is so cool. It's uh, so special. Yeah. And like there's all these like voodoo stores and like right. old bars and like oh, New Orleans. Good. New Orleans? <laughs> it's great. I could talk for ages about New Orleans <laughs> and the food. Oh. Anyways, but it is such a magical formula. It's and incredible. for myself, who is heterosexual, I... I I think it's amazing. I think it's so smart. Mm. And I think it's so lovely. And it's kind of what you just touched on at one point where you were like, if you just present it in all its shades of queer, yeah. you can normalize it. Mm. Exactly. And it's not a tokenism. It's not ridiculous. It's not only for queers. It's, there's such a broad range. I mean, there's one character in particular who's as gay as the, as the day, as yeah, the Sunday. Jonathan Van Ness. The one that always wears female clothing yeah. and is very He's sweetie, the, the, sweetie, the hair sweetie. person. But the, right. some and of the others care. are more toned down and that's also great for everyone to see and to, as you said, to normalize it, right? right? The one, and so, so basically it's a makeover show just to explain it for those who I guess don't know but I mean, it's, it's, it's such a canon thing. It's such a zeitgeist thing. Um, but it's super smart mm. because it's not just about making over someone's physical appearance where they help them in their house, they help them with their hair, their clothes, their style, their confidence, but then it goes further into the personality. Mm. And there's the one guy, the black dude. I forget his name. Oh, Karamo. Karamo. Yeah, yeah. He he must be like a trained psychologist. I don't even know if he is. Um, but he gets to the heart of it, and, he, mm. and there are these teary moments yeah. where he it's all about confidence because in the one, I think in episode one, it was frat boys. So they just, they were all heterosexual males. Yeah. The second one was a lesbian woman who all her issues of being queer in a place like Louisiana um, came out. And, oh, Jesus, it is a tearjerker. Have you mm. seen any of this? No. Bro? But it's, that's the thing Fuck that's beautiful good. about it. They just, they get the first queer for the straight guy in the 90s or noughties, whenever it was. Was South Park touched on this brilliantly? Was just about making straight men like metrosexual, basically. Uh, yeah. It was very superficial. Yes. Whereas this, this is, is going so much going deeper. so deep into someone's confidence, and they just say, "This is how you be authentically yourself," which is what queer people have struggled with in mm. societies that have, you know, discarded them. And or, yeah, what what they would understand, what they would have had firsthand experience with. Exactly. So they are the perfect people to teach anyone. Mm. A sense of confidence, a sense of it's knowing. Exactly what it's about. It's pride in your home, pride in your clothing, and like pride at work. It's like pride, baby. That's how they work yeah. it in, yeah. It's lovely. It's okay. gorgeous. But, okay, Graham, you're going to get started on your I Fast will, and the I Furious I will do my list. best. Okay, Got your cool. homework. <laughs> okay, we'll come back to this in a bit. Um, let's, uh, let's get going. This is Boa Bosch popping in to rent something. How's it? I'm awesome. I'm so excited to be here. I, I've I have my own podcast for five years, but I've been on 
one other podcast. So okay. It's, I'm so I'm so uh, thankful to be here, man. Well, yeah. Thank you for coming, man. Um, let's maybe start with that. What is because you, you do lots of things, and we're going to get into it. We got Gaddy here as well. A legend. <laughs> hey, bro. <How's> <laughs> um, what was the podcast? My podcast is called uh, a Narrative, which is Afrikaans word for narrative. Yeah. Uh, but it's also word playing on nar, which is a clown. Yeah. So uh, I like comedy, but I also like different narratives in life. So my podcast is, is about everything. It's it's about yeah. narratives with politics, and so it depends on the guest. I've had like high profile politicians, like I had like Adrian Flock, which was the minister, yeah. minister of Policy, Tyrants Apartheid, yeah. and I've had like Hunter Kennedy. So it, it's always a bit depending on who the guest is. And then the idea is that you. There's a narrative. Is there one narrative per show? Or it's it's not too much. To no, do with that. no. It's, it's just more of just like it's a, a quick chat, lo- quite loose. Exactly. It's it's whatever we're talking about. Like uh, sometimes I come in with an angle. Like with Hunter, I'm like, how do you write your lyrics? Like, what's the yeah. story behind? Why did you start Yevils? So sometimes I come with a little bit of an agenda of what I want to know. But yeah. uh, in general, it's just a fun and games. Just a good good chat. That's yeah. that's really what the video story is as well. I've, I've I love said, the story. It's it's incredible. <laughs> so much. Uh, it's I, I must. Say, I I I commend people that open video stores in a time like this. <laughs> Everything's about. We're still to holding on. We're still holding on. Um, what was I even like talking the about? The last blockbuster. Oh uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the last blockbuster is now a like Airbnb concept hotel. That's incredible. Yeah, I'll stay there. Yeah, they've can you store in DVDs that. there though? I think so. Maybe. <laughs> um, no, there's no. There's no. Wi-Fi. There's only DVD players in yeah, the Airbnb rooms. Yeah. You have to rent a movie. Um, yeah, this has been a great chance for me to have proper chats with people because I feel like even my close friends that we're catching up that would be good guests on the show. I would never have this opportunity to have like a good, unfiltered, uninterrupted forty minutes to an hour with them, and it's kind of the same for you. I, I feel like I know you better than I actually do. Yeah. I feel like I know you. Better. Yeah, but I mean that's that's but, the the age we live in, social media. Yeah, and we sort of see each other in passing and you've come to the bioscope a few times, which is great. Oh, we did that dancing show and you were the host. That's the last time I saw you. No, you were in the audience. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. So Short Straw played um Was it strictly We were the we were the guest on um, Dance with the me? Strictly ball, Strictly Ballroom. Oh, strictly right. Come Dancing. Strictly Come Dancing. Strictly Come Dancing. And so we, yeah. we played we played the season <laughs> finale. And I remember being in the audience. Well, I remember playing. I was on stage, on camera. And I turned to the left and you were there and you like gave me a wink. And I was like, <laughs> oh, it's Bo. <laughs> yeah, dude. I remember that. That was incredible. And one of the only reasons we got that booking was the main woman who produced the show, Claire Blue or Claire... Um, forget the Kayleen, Kayleen? No. her daughter said you should get short straw that's awesome so we got this thing and it was that, so that was a weird um, three well like full circle for me because when I was at Varsity I crewed on that show I was part of the art department oh wow in between the because um, it was commercial breaks it was a live broadcast yeah. In between the commercial breaks, I was cleaning the dance floor and yeah. wiping the feathers away. <laughs> but that's awesome. But dude, but that that goes to show, like, no matter what you do, what silly job you do in your life, somewhere along the line, like, either a connection or a network, you're gonna do something that impacts someone. And that's why that her daughter was like, "Let's yeah. get short." Like, I got a I got a role in a Dion Mayer movie. So Dion Mayer is like a like one of the, the biggest the authors. Yeah, the author. Yeah. One of the biggest selling authors in South Africa and worldwide in Europe, like uh, crime. I don't even call that genre. Yeah, like anybody. I mean, he's selling scripts and books to Netflix, like an international, like yeah. crazy. There's like two uh, Dion Mayer things coming 
on Netflix now. So I, I, I got a role just because of like, um, uh, like his daughter, his, his stepdaughter was like, let's get Bird for the role. And it's like, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, it's like, yeah, no, no casting, no nothing. It's just like, if someone likes you, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's humbling, but it's awesome. And, and um, you are still doing the show, the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's okay. just the discipline. I don't know how you guys are doing well, with the discipline. Are you once a week? Yeah. I'm trying to. I've, I've been, I'm, I'm so behind because I'm moving offices. There's lots of stuff at, at the same time happening. But I wanted like a space like this where, where people can come and sit down and chill. Yeah, well, I realized we were so perfectly built for that because everything I do, especially the Bioscope, it's a marathon effort. I'm not sprinting to sort of one event or one production or one thing. I... If I choose to do something, it's got to be something that I can, you know, something like our comedy, which happens every Sunday. So you build this kind of marathon way of managing it. And the podcast, a weekly podcast was perfect because yeah. we've got the venue, we've got the system, we've yeah. got the locate, you know. The room soundproof. Dude, the every, room soundproof. Everything so creative, like, I always say, is test cricket. It's not an IPL. It's five-day cricket. Yeah. It's boring and it's long, but you play the long game. It's yeah. not like Sometimes one, it's one over day. in three days. And I love I, I love chatting and I, I'm, I must say even after 13 years still you know someone could walk in now in the bioscope and I enjoy talking to them I enjoy that chat I I learned in in the pandemic that I was in fact an extrovert I didn't think going in that I was I was near the end I was like I, I want to just hibernate and yeah you know I've, ha I've probably had enough of people but then quite quickly, I was like, oh, no, no, I'm, I'm an extrovert. I yeah. need to talk to people. And then when we started this podcast, I was like, I think this is my calling. Yeah. I, no, think, dude. I, I think I've built a cinema for 13 years just so that I could have a podcast. That's, so <laughs> That's awesome. But there's something about conversations. It's, they're meaningful, even though the intention is not to have a meaningful conversation. Yeah. Even if we just ramble about how to write a song for an hour or, or how to shoot a film or to, how yeah. did you build this place, the, you can learn so much just from just from people seeing things differently and bringing opinions to the table. It's not about being right. It's just about yeah. like sharing. And that's why that's my favorite medium. I mean, I'm a musician, but I listen to 10% music. Everything else yeah. is audiobooks. Audiobooks or podcasts. Yeah, I was about to say, how do, you, how do you identify yourself? Because I think I first saw you as Strachlikkenes. Yeah. And so I saw you as a musician first. And then, of course, lots of acting. How do you, yeah, so how do you sort of see what you yeah. are all about it's so, you, you it, do so much yeah. and also the clothing company yeah yeah and, and sorry to just jump to that that was something that you and I sort of did that's connect. we connected with the we printers we sort of connected again because um, that was at the start of me trying to figure out limited edition yes we spoke and the printing about DTG, DTG and, and the, then we started learning about that and you started helping and yeah and, and now I forgot yeah. about that because yeah. we've been like actually we, we, we've, we've networking dotted, forever we've dotted around for ages <laughs> So I, I, it's so strange, man, because I started as a, as a musician when I was a student at Varsity in Portsmouth, studying journalism. We started the band. And in the band, we, did a, we had a great year, with like the great years of MK when everyone, mm. you guys were also part of that era. Um, but lately, like my, my, my life has changed so much. Being a muso, and especially in the Afrikaans industry, Afrikaans music is massive. There's yeah. so many Afrikaans artists, solo artists, bands. But the challenge is like kind of like staying at the top the whole time. Mm. And just with the way streaming changes um change the whole game with not having physicals anymore and knowing how to market your stuff like uh, understanding google analytics and marketing your stuff yeah. through all those paid things like it just felt like we kind of we we, we took a five-year break and when we came back we just we were so out of touch with what's 
what's popular, what's cool. We kind of yeah. try to come back with a sound that was cool 10 years ago. Yeah, well, that's funny when you sort of, especially when you when you start questioning your own sound, just the just the break of the pandemic had Short Straw come out of it go, wait, are we a legacy act now? <laughs> and like, do people still like this kind of music? Yeah. And then also there's this great moment where you eventually get to the point where you're like, oh, it literally doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, the world is just so broken apart into so many tiny little pieces yeah. that if you want to play this particular kind of music, go for it. Yeah. You might not be the biggest act in the country anymore, but if those people like, like those, you'll find somebody that likes it mm. or your fans will still be there. But we, we as had, long as you look after them. Exactly. But we added lucky with, with MK, meaning there were only so many Afrikaans bands at a stage. So no matter if you had a, a song or a, if, if you had a song or a video out, you would be in a high rotation yeah. playing 10 times a day nationwide. Yeah. Where now you bring out a song, there's no MK. Now, if Yagaranda or Arisgeo or whoever it takes, doesn't take your song, where does it play? You, you, yeah. You've got to have the internet and Spotify and those things. But even on radio stations, they are getting smaller and smaller. Exactly. Because everyone's listening in their car. Now, I've said to someone, it, it's, so, it's so much harder today to break, to make big breaks. You just have to slowly get your bubble bigger and bigger yeah. and bigger. And bigger. Two, like, in, in, but you can't make that giant leap yeah. anymore. I can, I can only speak from like the Afrikaans industry, but I mean, there's artists there that... So the, 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 the irony is... It's easier now to start and to become an artist because if you have a laptop with Logic Pro, yeah, you can produce from out. easier. But so, but the, the scene is more cluttered. There's so many artists. So it's like, how do you stand out at the moment? So, but but there's a lot of artists in Afrikaans that's that like blew up overnight. That had the Bieber effect of like uh, blowing up via a video, a viral video that went out. And that's, but I mean, the minority is that. Mm. And then a label scoops him up. But I mean, if you want to start today as like an independent guy with a dream in your heart to become a solo artist or a band, like yeah, it's, an, heart goes out it's an uphill, it's like an uphill battle. Next level. But the flip side is, if you ever want to explode worldwide, now is also the time. Look at the giftness. Just by what he's done, if you like it or not, but yeah. what he's done with the TikTok videos and collabing with the cat screaming or those things. Yeah. I mean, the fact is he's training worldwide. He's raking in royalties from all over the place. But he also, you, you know he's worked so hard exactly. for so many years to get to that point. Yeah. That did not happen overnight. He's a good example of like adapting with the times. Because you can easily, during that COVID pandemic, like so many artists like, kind of blew up during that time and got discovered because every day they grinded out the 30 seconds. And he was, perfect, he was in the perfect position exactly. because he was at home making that content. No, And people are sitting on their phones. Yeah, they're, not, yeah. they're not at work. Yeah. They're sitting there. The smartest thing Dave did was, was stop doing too much political stuff. Yeah. He started making a couple of political jokes in the beginning and those were, what's the word? Divisive. They were, um, they, they were, yeah, they were, when it, when he, the, he was spurring, um, there was bad juju in it because people were kind of fighting there. Yeah. But the best thing he did was bring out the, the, the glory the of things. The Not just the cats. I mean, cats is funny and no, silly. No, but that but song, that big one. The, the what's the Ukrainian one? one. Oh, yeah. Dude, the Ukrainian one. He, found, he got that guy, he got that dude singing that song in the streets of Ukraine. He's got this amazing voice. You know that video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he got the blessing and did it right. And then you see Oaks in the streets of Europe with his song playing oh, and dude. people are rallying and it's like, oh my God. But did you check this, this is the story of the latest one where it's that that, uh, that kid, I don't know from which... Yeah, the little Jamaican boy. Yeah. But, the, fucking but did you hear the story about the guy that wrote that song? Dude, he... Because that song is not... That that kid is... He's singing That's a like a folk song. song. It's like a... Yeah. Not a folk song, but like a famous song of yeah. like 15 years ago. Yeah. 
And then the song blows up on TikTok worldwide. And then they find that writer. Yeah. And then they gave him a, like a writing contract. Proper like Universal or, or something out, like that. Yeah. yeah, but he's got like a writing deal now. Yeah, and that little kid as well has also got royalties. Oh, really? Yeah, because Dave, cool. Dave's great in that regard. So he went on a big mission as a as a sort of public voice to sort of try and teach musicians how to get oh, their with royalties. The and, stuff. and 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 Sam it was great. And, and trying to sort of educate South African musicians to to uh, get their royalties in order. And, and it, I mean, I'm sure you're the same, but it's one of those things, I'll never forget someone explaining it to me. They were like, it's a mission, get it going, because you never know what can come down that pipe. Yeah. And it might be quite a bit in the beginning when you're doing these back um, years of, of when your song was on radio, but it just flows through. Yeah. And we now, still get little checks every now and again. Yeah, nice little surprise in the bank yeah, account. Yeah, little yeah. prezzies. But the biggest mistake we made, because I mean, when we started Stradlichkinder, we were students and like, just kids in Potterstrom. So we're like, ah, we're just going to do it for a few years and then probably mm. get a job. You never think of this can actually, there's a tipping point where you can start doing this as a job. So the biggest mistake we made was not taking it serious and uh, focusing on the business side as well. Because you, <laughs> sure. grow, you grow up with all these documentaries about oh, then your favorite band sold out to this label. And it's like stupid. You get conditioned in the wrong way. Instead of going, okay, there's this, this money in music. I can mm. make a business of this. Get your stuff sorted, registered. I mean, only after our five-year break, after our golden years, we've sorted out. Our, and then then it's over. Yeah. Your biggest songs have been played on TV and radio. And, and then the royalties, they're gone because you, you just neglected that. That's yeah. um, I think that's one thing I learned late in my creative life is... is the, the arts, like whether it's uh, content, we make comedy or, or ads or whatever we make, um, that's not that you can't touch, like a song. Yeah, uh, people need that. People need music and movies, like they need milk and bread. Yeah, just for your like your body your needs soul. those protein, your soul needs those things, yeah. and that's that's a thing you can sell. And there's nothing wrong with selling a song, or selling a show, or a mm, movie. No, but that's course. the stuff you learn too late, yeah. not yeah. too late, but just late. Um. So, apart from the music. You, yeah, so you've been you've been acting things. I see. I see you in a lot of commercials. Yeah. So me and a friend of mine, Benny Foodie, we have a. Um, uh, it's not a production company. It's not an agency. We kind of do everything. So, uh, but we shoot ads. We do TV ads and online content, um, and we comedy is our favorite genre and thing we like yeah. like to do. And um, but we do everything. We we do the brainstorming. We write. We direct. We edit. There's no middleman. It's not. So like, you make content for. Uh, so the. The brands, can I mention them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know who the No, no, no. So King Price Insurance, one of our uh, 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 clients, uh, Lacker Slob, We Buy Cars. Um, uh, Are you behind all this? Career guy. All the Skulk ads. Skulk stuff. Yes, yes, yes. Like the, a lot of the stuff, um, okay. the We Buy Cars stuff that he did with the, with the petrol in his hand. Fatum Bluffy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the one with Bucky, the, with Bucky's Buita. Oh, those are great. And yeah, so we, we do oh, the, a, Those are great. Yeah, man. and it's a new campaign with Spotify that we just did, Spotify, the Afrikaans uh, section. That we what, did. Is, what is Skulk? Because all those ads always played on YouTube for me. Yeah. Let me tell you how it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Exactly. Okay. Now we've uh, yeah, so we've got a lucky thing going just because we like comedy because we come from uh, long form. Me and Benny, so we made a few a few films like full on ninety minute features, Afrikaans films. And which ones were those? So it's called uh, the one is called Fail Vasgut. There's a short film that we made that's on YouTube, and then out of the short film we won money to make a feature. So yeah. it's the same title, Fail Vasgut, which means dirty laundry. And then we made a movie, Tyson and Tricks, which is like a brother. Remember that one? And then another one is called Cycling to Lente, which is like an indie, indie music film. So actually, uh, it's a, um, 
It's about a mechanic that's trying to impress his boss's daughter and says he's in a band, but he's not. He's just a mechanic. <laughs> yeah. so, he, so he learns to play guitar to impress her. Or he, or, or he starts a band. Um, so we come from long form. And then we were just like, we, had, we got this opportunity to start making like sketches for yeah. King Price. Just in-house stuff. Not, and not, who's the fucking um, mattress Mattress Warehouse. Well, we did one for Mattress Warehouse. Have you seen the mattress ad? Mm-mm. Where they're all like in rehab. They're all like in like a sort of alcohol, Alcoholics yeah. Anonymous. So it's like but this gloomy room. Yeah. But, but Bo is like an actual mattress. <laughs> so it's like a big mattress sitting at a chair with like the cutout of his face. Definitely and they're talking seen, about being mattresses. Yeah, it's great. It's yeah, a great ad. Yeah, it came out. But, that, but the thing is like, like we're lucky with that sense. Like we... Everyone's good at something. Like you're good yeah. at running this place and having this amazing cinema and you're amazing at like playing synth and being an incredible muso. And making candy. Yeah, and making candy. <laughs> Understanding sweets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so everyone's got something. And w- with me and Benny, like we've got this gift of, of understanding comedy, understanding jokes, understanding puns, understanding. Mm. And it's a weird thing because you can't touch it. You can't see it. So, no. so you walk around. It's like a gift I can give you. But it's, it's a weird thing to... To, to ask money for because you can't see it like yeah. here I understand I'm going to pay money because I'm going to watch a film sit on these seats yeah. eat a pizza where it's like listen I'm going to come to you and I'm going to tell you a few jokes and then we're going to write it and make an ad and yeah. it's like, what do you cost that it's like it's just how it is but but we're, we're fortunate to have that gift of like comedy and, and understanding South Africanisms a lot because I was about to say there's a, there's a, there's a huge localness to it obviously yeah especially the, especially the ads that have done well that I've seen yeah. yours. Um, have you tried stand up? Uh, I've done it once. I've actually uh, I, I wrote like a ten minute. The thing with stand up is I love it. Like it's a very different form. Yeah, regard, I love I doing stand up. I I do a lot of MC work at like school events, which yeah. is a form of stand up because you can do totally. a one or two minute bit in between the um, next up we have the aviation theme or whatever. Mm. So they there's I've done a lot of those things. But I can I've, imagine being an MC is great because there's no real expectation. Exactly. Yeah, you just read the names and crack a joke in between or yeah. comment on someone. But I've never done like a 10 minute year check thing. me out on Sunday but I would like to do that one day I just if I do it I would like to do it proper where you, well, you have I know to you did it. one Russ you did a set yeah yeah oh I really did a, I, I kind of had to no it was great nice I it feel was that's a little, something I need to do as it well it was a little easier than I thought the moment I was up there I was like oh I know how to do this that's great because like you like I've been in front of thousands yes. of people yeah I can't talk in front of people that fear isn't, isn't there now it's mm. just the fear of do the jokes land? Yeah, and so much of that is confidence. Yeah, that's a good. I, I like the fact that you said it was easier than you thought because it, it was a little easier. No, because for many people that might just be funny amongst three or four of their friends, mm. it's very different if you yeah. got, you know. And so sometimes with short straw, I don't, I don't look to make jokes, but every now and again you got to do a little audience yeah. work and like. And I think I'm okay at that. And then I've also just, yeah, it was one of those bucket list things. But you got, I mean, you got the space. It's like, I haven't done it here. I did it back in the day in Mabuneng. I did it next door at Popeye. I think it's time. Because every Sunday you got comedy. Every Sunday we have comedy here, which you should maybe jump on. I should actually just throw myself in the deep end. Because the thing is, once you commit and then you go, okay, now I have to. Yeah. My, na- my name is on a poster. But they, you know, the good comics will make it feel like it's off the cuff. But it's very worked material. It's yeah. very planned. It's very, it's meticulously written. Yes. But it feels very like in yeah. the moment casual. In the moment. But I mean, you listen to the way Mark Maron, I don't know if you listen to that yeah, WCF yeah. podcast, the way he says that he works stuff out on stage. Like I find that such a weird concept. Yeah. I yeah. mean, to go on and not know what you're saying. And he said like he toured that last special, the one that he just recorded for like a year. 
Yeah. That's insane. It's weird. It's kind of it's almost the opposite of a mu- musician. So you 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 create the material, and the moment you got it, you film it, and then you yeah you get give it, it away, there. and then you don't perform it again. It's yeah. really interesting. Um, well, are you involved in any TV shows now? Uh, nothing. So the weird thing is, we did film, and now we're doing just content and online, like short little yeah. minute, whatever. But then no TV. I do. I act in some stuff, but I I don't produce. Um, I'm not a writer, like yeah. in a sense, I don't understand the the math of like long form with regards mm. to like uh, TV shows, and because I mean, a film's got an arc and yeah, yeah. A and B and C storyline. That's story gonna line. live in your head for years. And yeah. Years so and Benny's a great writer with that. I, I I'm not I'm not there yet. I'm I'm busy doing. I'm reading Story McKee now. Story McKee, Robert McKee's yeah, yeah. story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Save the Cat, and I'm so I'm busy with that kind of like throwing myself into the deep and understanding to write and writing more sketches. My passion is at the moment is. Sketches. I, I okay. feel like we've got a lack. So again, um, there might be other people out there, but there's not really a, a sketch, an online sketch culture in South Africa. I know there's Ufense, Ufense, um, uh, Maswe, I think that's his surname. He an his amazing wife. cinematographer. Yeah, yeah. But dude, they got a YouTube channel with a million subscribers, and that's sketch comedy. But it's it's incredible. A million subscribers, dude, that's on awesome. a YouTube sketch channel. So for me, I was like, that's what I want to start focusing on this year is um, to make more sketch comedy. Comedy is my favorite thing, but like a key and peel. You don't have like a key yeah, and peel culture yeah. in South Africa. You don't have SNL. Obviously, it's a money issue. But like a little Britain kind no, of No, exactly, idea. but just start it. So I want to I start setting up a thing called This Is Sketchy where it's like a <laughs> yeah. weekly thing. You commit to yeah. a script, I someone like writes name. it. Thanks, dude. It it's doesn't nice have... Yeah. And yeah, also it's a it's a it's a gym. It's a chance for everyone to kind of exactly. just work. I always use the muscle the muscle yeah. analogy, but I like to say it's no, a but gym that's now. huge, eh? Creative wise as well. Like we some of the best music we've ever written as short straw was when those muscles were warm. Mm. You know, and you threw out so many songs at that point, but you were writing a lot and making and forcing yourself and giving yourself this routine and that goes a long way. Eh? Yeah. Um okay, are you any any shows that are currently on air? Um I'm uh there's a show at the moment on, on Afriforum TV, and I know Afriforum. I didn't know it's Afriforum. Sure. So you know Afriforum. Yeah. Well, so Afriforum is obviously very. It's like a controversial, what do you call it, organization within the Afrikaans community because some sure. people hate what they do, other people love what they do. Sure. But what I what I think what's necessary for content in South Africa, and again, I I can only speak from the Afrikaans side of things, is we only got one channel. We got CakeNet. Yeah. If you want to watch narratives, mm. so. For anything to become better, there needs to be competition. That's why yeah. the Sharks are good because the Bulls are good. Netflix is good because HBO is good. Yeah, so and in, in, yeah, and, and in, South, in South Africa, we have Showmax. Mm. But Showmax, you have to cater for like 12 different cultures and 12 languages. So it, yeah. it's tricky. We're in Afrikaans. Like we're like, it's not like we have our own planet, but it, it sometimes feels like we're in this own little pocket of South Africa. Sure. Where yeah, yeah. We have Afrikaans, there's people who still like different genres. Of, in the, yeah, so yeah. much of it is the language. Obviously. Exactly, exactly. The so culture. Like, exactly. Afrikaans isn't the genre. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so Afriforum started a streaming channel and they started making content now. And cool. there's, a, there's a show called Blitz Bulletin, which, is, which plays off in a new set room. But it's an incredible show. Super funny. I'm super glad to be part of it. And I'm super glad to be part of something that that brings competition to the table because now there's another yeah, platform sure. where you can go and watch Afrikaans content. Cool. And um, yeah, okay, so, so you're part of that. Exactly. I was just playing it. I didn't write or produce. Yeah. Okay. And what are you watching at the moment? Let's talk you're, a little bit about. I actually yes, there's got a, a, oh, a, a lot of answer. We're chatting about that Apple Music show. Yes. Yeah, so there's two things I'm watching at the moment. The one okay. is called My Kind of Country, okay. which is this incredibly beautifully produced show uh, by uh, Reese Witherspoon. 
and it's about finding the next new country star. Okay. Now, obviously, country music. Uh, where is this? In America, Nashville. But what? Are you, are you watching it on? Something? Oh, Apple TV. Oh, okay. Yeah, but so what's interesting? Like, I mean, if you think of country music, you normally think of like a white dude mm. in a truck or a tractor. I've been to Nashville, sing. so I can tell you, <laughs> it's great. There was one song called "Long Neck Ice Cold Beers Never Broke My so, Heart." So exactly. So I that's was like what an amazing. <laughs> what song. does that even mean? But that is that is the stereotype where you go to. So the whole point of the show is to find a different kind of country star. So Orville Pick, which is a South African guy, actually. I don't even know that. He's South African. Really? Yeah, dude. The guy with the, the tassels in front of his exactly, face. Exactly, with the sickest fashion sense. That guy, he's, he's from South, South African. African. Yeah, dude. Check oh, his Instagram. He was shit. in Hootsprite in December. He's from South Africa. Anyway, so... so he is a South African man. He is a South African. Oh, wow. Yeah, dude. Hmm. So, um, so the show is about finding a different kind of country. So there's a few South Africans there. Uh, one delay... Uh, I don't know what his surname. He just jams under one delay. Dude from Joburg. There's a, a girl from Cape Town. I forgot her name. Justin Sorrell, which is a prominent Good old Justin. Name. Yeah, yeah, we love the, Justin. The, the Betsy, yeah, we know Justin well. The Betsy's, which is a, a duo, sister duo from Cape Town, and they, they, the, it's, it's these people from India. It's incredible, dude. And they're country artists. So specifically, not American. Exactly. That's so, the point. Yeah. So there is, there is. But think yeah. about it, Keith Urban. He's Australian. Yeah. Oh, you're right. He's one of the biggest, actually. But do you know what's fascinating? But you know Rowan Ash? No, I've heard the name. Dude, I think I've heard the name. There's this incredible story. So, Afrikaans guy, Ruan van As. Ah. His stage name, Rowan Ash. Yeah. He brings out an English song about like four years ago. Yeah. The thing lands on a country playlist yeah. in Nashville. That's all it needs. Blew up. Mm. got signed in Nashville with, I think, Universal. Mm. So he moved there. He moved uh, late last year. He moved mm. to America with his wife and his dog. And he's a full-on country artist. Has to, he has to have a dog signed. and a truck. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then, he, then he's got a Land, whole album written Land Cruiser. Already. Land Cruiser. No, I'm kidding. No, but he's an incredible muser. But my point is, um, the way country is kind of changing, just with all the genres are changing. Yeah. So the premise of the show is each judge, three judges, picks five artists. Some of them are from America. Yeah. And then you audition and then you fall out, fall out, fall out. And little um, voicey, what's a, yeah, kind of similar to the voice, yeah. where you sort of have the sort of the celebrity that sort of picks the people exactly. and grooms them. So e each episode so far has got a South African. It's insane, dude. It's if amazing how every country, well, at least some of us, um, have have very sort of cowboy pasts. Yeah. And so, like, especially in an Afrikaans community, as you sort of moved across country obviously i'm talking like a long time ago great trek kind of vibes yeah. but that sentiment is very similar to the cowboy so it makes sense that you've got soki music which sounds very similar to country and western yeah. just with a bit more dancey production the biggest of the biggest afrikaans <laughs> but like, they're very similar sentiments yeah, it's all the, about the you know trekking across finding land yeah and, but the biggest afrikaans like soki songs are actually just country songs. I mean, they got the They're country, similar, the, yeah. uh, the way country sounds. 20 BPM faster. Exactly. But the but the other show that I'm watching is going to be embarrassing. Okay. But I'm no, 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 no. Dude, I, we love guilty pleasures here. But it's, dude, it's like seriously, I've binged like the, the fourth season just dropped. Um, the show is called Love is Blind. Oh, no, and I know dude, all about it. I love that. The premise is... It's so fucking dumb. In, <laughs> but, but it's also incredible, meaning the fact that you can... Well, the premise is like for 10 days, you date someone blindly, yeah, meaning so emotional. So, so, so back of the box on Love is Blind, it's on Netflix. The idea is it's a dating show. Um, the first part of it, they are in these pods. Yeah, you can't see each other. And you can't see each other and you talk to each other through a wall and you have to, just chime in if I'm wrong, but the idea is at the end of the pod section of the show, 
you have to propose. Propose. <laughs> so you actually have to get on one knee yes. on the one side of this, mm. you know, wall. wall. And, face, face um, they've just heard each other. They haven't seen each other. Yeah, yeah they've but just they, seen each other. And so, and, so, and so you have to hook yourself up. Then the rest of the show is them now meeting each other and living together and to doing things. Building up to a wedding where <laughs> at the wedding, they then finally have to decide if they're going to go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Both of them. But not, not, the, not just the girl, yes. or not just the guy. It'll be like, do you, Gad, take Bowen? And you can be like, yeah. No. But the re- <laughs> yes. But the reason I love the show so much <laughs> so is, be- is because the the experiment of it is so fascinating. Because the I mean, yeah. how many people meet at a normal bar, get married, and then it doesn't work out? Yeah. But then people like this, they meet this way, and then they're still married. Or it's like uh, if you've been in a relationship like it's that. It's a very interesting experiment. So, and, so, and that's what that's what reality TV will always give us. Yeah. If we look back, even on exactly. some of the super trash, it's like. Yeah. It's it's a very interesting experiment on humans. But when I it's was, usually with pretty dumb humans. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, so like the smart ones are busy out, like actually, you know, working on living lines and changing, changing the way but, we live. But these ones are, are it's at least interesting. Yeah, they're yeah. making the entertainment. But I I back in the day, 2006, when I started studying in Portugal, MySpace was still a big thing. Yeah. So I fell in love with an American girl that way, meaning. We were we were MySpacing, but it, it it was a random. She was just like she she. And it de- could have been a big fat dude. She deemed me, and she was like, <laughs> "It could have been." And she deemed me. She was like, "Listen, I'm coming to South Africa to work at like an orphanage. I don't I know nothing about the country. Um, tell me about like just the typical stuff like mm. uh, AIDS and HIV and, and orphans, okay, poverty, like how safe." And what's the name of your elephant? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they, it was just a random. I just replied like, "Okay, well, I've got nothing to lose. Might as well just reply." And they kept on going. And then mm. we actually, she came to South Africa. We dated for like a year and a half. Oh, so so the only reason it didn't work out because I didn't want to stay there. I didn't want to go to US. Mm. She didn't want to stay here. So it was just like, it could have worked if we were both. But my mm. point is this. If yeah. you've been through something like that where you don't see someone yeah. and you f- start falling in love emotionally, yeah. it's interesting. There's just something Super interesting. interesting. Um, no, and so I've watched that, this Love is Blind. Did you watch the first one? Well, I've watched it over my girlfriend's shoulder in the sense that like I've let her watch it. I'm like, and then when I get up, she pauses. I'm like, you don't need to pause. <laughs> like, like, you watch this show. I'll come in and out. And then you, right. classic, you you kind of don't give a shit. And then after a while. You're like invested. Like after about two minutes, you're like, why are you still with him? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, but why do I give so but, much of a shit But it's so strange how emotionally invested. I mean, when those guys start crying so, in the yeah, pods. Yeah, yeah. And then she, he's like opening his heart. He's never told anyone about his mother's whatever story. Yeah. And then he decides on this TV show he's going but to you, share you'd, <laughs> you'd appreciate this. There was an interview. There was a podcast interview with um, some American comedian. I think it was Nikki Glaser. And she's the host of a reality TV show called – it's ridiculous. Okay. It's called Fuckboy Island. Okay. But it's obviously called like F-Boy is Island. This thing, is this out? This is real. What? And the point of uh, uh, Fuckboy Island – is it's, is it's a little bit like Love Island where they take a bunch of singles and put them in like a island location and they've got to hook up and meet each other and, and get to know each other. But out of the guys, half of them are real dudes that want to participate and want to find love. And the other guys are sort of sleeper agents that are sent in just to sort of hook up. They the they the they the f boys the, the fuck boys okay what premise? and then and then they have to then they fall in love and then the the guys have to then reveal whether or not they were a real guy or a f boy anyways <laughs> the, the point the point I want to make is that she says 
you because she watched it play out in front of her this kind of show and she said you are so quick to judge these people falling in love in these shows and you think this can't be real you know it's it's so soon or it's not enough time or but she's like let me tell you it is real because it's like a little bit of kind of stockholm syndrome yeah the idea that like you just get so uh, invested and your whole life is centering around this person that you legitimately do fall in love. It's not fake. She's like, that part is not fake. Wow. Those emotions are real. Yeah, dude. I mean, but for, for you to start crying in front of strangers, like a camera gun, a soundie, that, that has to be real, dude. Have you, have you watched... I think they keep have these you, people in a hotel for like a week before and like drive them insane. Oh, so there's, <laughs> there's an episode with um, a guy called Justin. Um, he was working for Mnet and he was telling me about how they did Survivor. And he said that before they took them off to the location, they kept them um, shut off from the world for a week. Why? Just to kind of declutter them and take out any knowledge of like what's going on. Just to kind of like almost wash the sort of their senses clean before they then got like sent. Wow. And he said that, that also was like the way a survivor would do it would be like, okay, we're going now. You know, and all of a sudden you'd go. But wow. but you were shut off for a week so that you can kind of get the world behind you before you then like yeah. go. There, there was a dating show that can top F Boy Island though. I listened to a whole podcast. So the whole idea was <laughs> <So> ridiculous. <laughs> they got a whole bunch of guys in like these muscle clad guys and about twenty of them and then the most beautiful woman they'd ever seen in their lives. And they go through the entire show one by one picking off all the guys until there were just two or three. And then eventually she chooses her man and it's revealed that she's actually a man. <gasps> what? She's a trans she's a trans oh, woman. Wow. And then he needs to and then he needs to still decide if he wants to And then every, everyone's just it, it went into chaos. Yes. There were like fights broke out. Wild. No, it when went, when, when you hectic. play a big trick, it's that's yeah. that's intense. You get like a TV value, but it's, yeah. it's 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 rough. In the early days of reality TV, there was a show called the Joe Schmo Show. Do you remember that? I remember no. that. It's long gone. It's it was a Comedy Central been, show. It's long since been forgotten, but it's a great premise. Here's the premise: normal living in a house reality TV show with like a challenges, big, brother kind of big brothery things. Everyone's an actor except for one guy. So it's like a Truman Show thing. So the whole show was actually edited, filmed all around this one guy in the reality show. So everything was designed to, designed like, to like, uh, fuck get, with get a ruse out of him. But there were like pretty that girls is... and everything. And he was like quite a normal looking dude. Joe Schmo. It was called the Joe Schmo Show. I mean, you can only do it once. That's because incredible premise. But interesting. Okay, so you're loving Love is Blind. Loving Love is Blind. If, and you, had to, if you had to read a transcript of their speech, it, I mean, it would be a screenwriter's no, nightmare. But, the, but if, I sit, if I sit there and watch it, I'm like, I'm wasting my life. This is stupid. <laughs> but I just can't stop watching. Yeah, yeah. Good old crack. But my and favorite me, film, I've, like, the, my favorite film from the last six months is like Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Yeah. Have you checked yeah. it? So oh, great. No, no. It's life changing. And of course, it was so cool to see it win all those Oscars. Do you know, really, you, you know those three dudes, the dance. The you know that they made Daniels, them yeah. turned down for what? You know they made yeah, that. Yeah, that, that's amazing. what made them so famous. That's insane, that, that 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 took them. That <laughs> took level. them. Um, you can't see, but I'm doing the dance. <laughs> doing the turn down for what? Yeah, the the famous dance song for those. Yeah. who we're talking about. They they did a lot of music. Also, did an amazing first. Foster the People video. 
with a band like yeah, that, yeah. and then they oh that's so no, good tenacious d it's also it's yeah. mind-blowing it's 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 but bonkers that's what, that's what i said at the beginning no matter what you do where in your life even if it's a silly music video or you you working like Bobby the floors that show that you said no no it's yeah tricky. yeah like somewhere somewhere you're going to do something that has an impact on someone or someone's going to remember you and you're going to go up oh, Let's get back with those guys. It's all about relationship, yeah. relationship and reputation. I, I'm now, I don't know how old you are. I'm, I'm myself and Gerd are, are pushing forty now. I'm, well, I'm not a, really. I'm eighty-four, baby. Okay, <laughs> you're eighty-four. We're eighty-five. Yeah, oh, I like it. And um, and so, I'm starting to get wise. I'm starting to think about like, okay, what have I accumulated? What knowledge can yeah. I pass on? But I mean, Ricky Gervais, dude, on forty, the Office came out when he was forty. Yeah, that's that's wow, where you want to peak, dude. Wow. Yeah, yeah. No, it's the new. Uh, the new, the 20. new 20. Um, but I, the one thing I've just constantly said to people is like, it's all about relationship and reputation. The mm. fact that out of nowhere, I could ask you about printing and we hooked up about t-shirts and, you know, just because you kind of knew me from somewhere and, yeah. you know, from there we went to somewhere else and you never know who you're going to need when. Yeah, exactly. And all of a sudden you might find yourself in a lovely position and you go, well, this is only because of relationship yeah, and reputation. And the way you treat people, like it's such a cliche, like, People always ask me, like, yeah, what's the most important thing of, like, being a musician and shit like that? It's like, for me, it's like, just treat everyone the same. Like, the soundie that yeah. rolling up the cables or whoever, like, no matter, even on, yeah. like, film sets. Like, the guy who, the clapper boy or yeah. um, the assistant. Like, everyone's, because in 10 years' time, that assistant's directing the artist's new Netflix show. Yeah, yeah. And he's going to be like, no, no, no. I hate that guy. He was a douchebag ten years yeah. ago. No, people dude, don't forget, eh? Dude, I, I, it people was, don't forget. My dad is is seventy. He's about to go to his fifty year reunion, and he's talking to these oaks who are all now various places in their life. Some of mm -hmm. them have accomplished incredible amounts. Oaks are talking in this chat about, oh, that guy used to steal my lunch. Yeah. Hasn't forgotten, eh? Fifty years later, it's amazing. And you never know who's going to come up, especially in the corporate world. It's the same as creative. It's like, oh, yeah. no, I remember you. I remember what you did. I remember what you said. I did a film in January where I just played like a. Because since I cut my hair in this, or let my hair grow in this weird mullet thing, I've yeah, you've get, got a I've, lovely hairstyle. I've been getting all this classic. Listen, we got a role here for the. Uh, Afrikaans policeman. <laughs> are you? What are you doing in February? Yeah. Like, I'm Do you know your way around a car? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I've been getting all this random film. And like, you're like, don't worry, I'll bring my own over. Yeah. I've got it. Don't <laughs> exactly. worry. So I play this. I play this Afrikaans cop in this show, and I can't for the life of me now remember my freaking partner. But he's an incredible actor. He's a, yeah. he's a very famous actor, theater actor at the moment, yeah, yeah. and uh, lots of TV stuff. And I ask him, and I met him on the show, <clears throat> and I ask him. So how did you start? What's the story? Is like, are you a theater? Like, did you study drama, or whatever? And he's like, no, he just he didn't have money to study. Yeah. And he was like, okay, I'm gonna go to like uh, all these like TUT, all these film schools, mm. and just tell all the students there, uh, I'm an actor, and if you want to use me, you can use me for free. So what happened is he started playing in these for free, mm. like 10, 15 years ago in students' films. Yeah. And now fast forward for today, all those guys are making TV shows movies yeah. and they're like oh I remember that guy let's get him he was yeah. incredible so, the, so he he like networked he, he faked his way in as I'm an actor which not an actor but I'm an actor and a student yeah, no, like, doesn't know game, eh? yeah. sure. and how incredible is that to go but so who's this dude you can't remember his I name now but it's one of those guys where it's like we'll probably all know his face it's pathetic that I can't remember his, his but uh, name while now. you're looking that up I'm going to tell a story about how 
years and years later. Tulani. His name is Tulani. Stuki. His his nickname is Stuki. Stuki. Um, but I'll, yeah. if I'll show you a photo of him. You'll you'll maybe know. But he's not like he's not like a yeah a lister um, top yeah, yeah. face. But I uh, I remember sitting in the hairdresser's seat when I was a little kid, and I remember saying, "I want a MacGyver." You were hairstyle, <laughs> and, and I just remember that because I fucking loved MacGyver. Yeah, he was my hero. Who didn't? And and of course I wanted a MacGyver. And then like twenty Amazing. years later, you think back on that memory and you're like, oh, I was asking for a mullet. I had a full on mullet. <laughs> Do you like MacGruber? Have you seen that show? I haven't. I know oh, about they, MacGruber. They made it in a movie. Did they make the show? Yeah, there's well? a movie and there's a new show that came out last year. Oh, so yes. no, dude. I've seen um, the movie. Will no, Forte. Yeah, Will Forte is great. <laughs> Last Man on Earth. Dude, if you yeah. like, but then you love MacGruber, dude. No, I must get into it. Where, where is it? Do we know? The, it? Um, it's not Peacock. Uh, Perfect. It's not Hulu. It's out there in the seas, yeah. It, what does Google have? Does Google have one? Is it Amazon? Am could be Amazon. It's not one of the popular okay, ones. Well, Peacock. It's Peacock. It's Peacock. Okay, oh. so then it, it the might have we been. we don't have. Well, we don't have that, but it, it maybe found its way into something else. But I haven't seen it <laughs> in South African stuff. Yeah. But yeah, we should go give it a watch. Um, you know what I saw recently that was great? Cocaine Bear. Oh, you've watched this, dude. I try. I, I, if, if you know, if you try three times and you can't, couldn't you get into it? I oh. think, I think it's just the part of me that's over those movies. I, I used to like ten years ago. I would have loved that. You would have been all over. It's it. just too whack. Well, it's very violent as well. It was. Yeah. I was just like, because I was waiting for my pizza to oh, yeah. to finish, and like normally, like I'm, I'm like on top of the timer. I was like so into the movie, then the timer went. I'm like, ah, I got pizza. <laughs> Lovely. Ah, it's so silly. Um, what other movies have, have you enjoyed recently? I like the Banshees of... Uh, Inner what's Sharon. it called? Inner Sharon. Yeah. But what I liked about it's it is... It's now on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. What I just like about that is that it's just it's a great script. Very like sometimes script, you have yeah. to, like like everything, everywhere, all at once. It's got a lot of gimmicks. There's multiverse. There's yeah, lots yeah. of well, gimmicks. Is the, I don't mean. In I know the bad what you mean. Sense. It's got a lot going for it. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And where this thing is just, it's 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 a most random premise. Just a, a guy that doesn't want to be friends with another guy anymore. I mean, it's super simple. It's beautiful. And just to do to do that in ninety minutes yeah. is incredible. You're rowing. I didn't think we were yeah. rowing. Freaking. You freaking. <laughs> You're freaking kidding me. <laughs> You're freaking. But um, <laughs> but so that that's a film. But I, but I, 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 on the way here, I told like Ruben, like, I I. I can't sit through ninety-minute films anymore in one sitting, like yeah. my, like especially uh, when it's on your couch. I like especially with load shedding unless you time it properly. <laughs> yeah, true, yeah. True, true. Jesus, no, you blame it on this point. But no, I I've long since made the joke, obviously since starting the video store, that um, we put up with a lot of shit movies because yeah. you went all the way down the road, you rented it, you paid good money, there was nothing else to watch, and so you put up with it. Where yeah. now there's so much going on that you. And not Actually, a lot is not a lot is good. Eh? If you if you put on Netflix, one out of ten movies is is for me it's actually good. Yeah. Where the majority of them is just it's famous people that had money, mm. and Netflix is like you get a movie, you Most get. Most of movie. the good stuff isn't in English. It's yeah. like Dark in the the German show. Yeah. It's my favorite show ever. Oh. There's some amazing Korean. They did the shows. one with the boat, but apparently that got discontinued. Yeah, they got cancelled. Cancelled. You know what's crazy? Yeah. Yeah. So they had a contract with Netflix. Eighteen ninety nine got cancelled. But they've still been confirmed to do another show with Netflix. But like as, yeah. as filmmakers, like how could you want to work yeah. with a company that cancelled your show that you've worked so hard? Did at? you listen to that podcast about Netflix? The the um, it's Vice. You know Vice. Yeah. Vice has got a podcast. Have a podcast where they do these incredible. It's like series. So the one there was a six part series on Netflix, and the whole model. It's fascinating, dude. How they they run the company in the red. They've got like a six billion dollar deficit <laughs> at all times. 
Netflix. Yeah. Okay. And where they compare it to like film houses, where Netflix can never actually lose money. Where film house, so Universal goes, here's $100 million, go make Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm. And if you don't make the money back, it's like you lose the money. Where Netflix can technically never lose the money because it lives forever. You don't have to sell it now. It yeah. just it lives forever. But it's there's an interesting thing in the beginning. The, the boss, the main guy of Netflix was like full transparency. Everyone knows about everyone's salary. It was like an open thing. It wasn't, there wasn't like, a, I'm getting this. But it obviously changed once the company and they, blew up. They, they can also very much um, see how well a film does before they then start yeah. really marketing and spending a lot of money on it. Yeah. Um, which is interesting because obviously a film's got to kind of do it the other way yeah. around. But the challenging thing about streaming platforms is like something like Stranger Things. Like if your show doesn't bring in people, it's a flop. Like yeah. uh, Wednesday um, was a great example. Yeah, that, that show people to yeah, Netflix. Yeah. That show brings in new viewers. And the big yeah. thing is completion rate. They look at who watches from beginning all the yes. way to the end. Yeah. And with, with 80, 99, people were just not we're dropping it. off like flies. Like me, great, I got. It's a great premise. <laughs> got, or was it just boring or what? I don't know. I think I, it was one it. of those like, I okay, this it. is serious. I've got to pay attention. It was, the opposite of Love is Blind. <laughs> it, was, it was a very slow burn. And like until the third, fourth episode, you actually didn't know what was going on. So, But like Doc, like you have to be do yeah. the whole journey. Uh, you watch Black Mirror. Have you seen that? Yeah, Love those are Black Mirror. Harrowing, eh? Harrowing. Oh, that, that one, Incredible. that black and white one with the dogs, the robot dogs. Yeah, we're we'll, not far away from that. Forever yeah. Dude, we're not far away of, of any of them. We're not far away from those Absolutely robot dogs. Terrifying. I mean, that pig, the, the, the pilot, the big episode. Yeah. That's, that's where we are. <laughs> We'd well, that, rather that, film someone being hijacked than helping someone. Or like, yeah. that's where we're at at the moment. The one that was super um, affecting for me in, in some way, I'm not entirely sure why, was was with the guys that were that had that sort of love affair through the video game. Oh, yes. It was a beautiful episode. It was a great episode where it also, for your own personal masculinity, challenged it. Because, so you obviously went through it in the exact same way in which the characters did, which is basically these two friends uh, meet each other in the video game and their avatars kind of, as, up, as yeah. their avatars fall in love, because the one is a female, the other one's a male, and... And they go and have this wild sex in, in the game. In the game, and then they question like, "Are we gay?" Yeah. Which of course there's nothing wrong with being gay, but for them they but were married. Like, they're both married. They're actually. both married, yes. and then they sort of they're almost having this emotional relationship with each other, because obviously they're talking to each other. So it's the soul of your friend. Love is blind all over again. The body of of, <laughs> of 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 this sort of ninja warrior, and we having sex on this rooftop, and it's very oh, very interesting episode. Yeah. I love that. That's called show. Fighting Cobras or something. Yeah. Fighting something. That show is incredible. Totally worth totally But worth I mean, watching. just the rating, the episode where you rate people. That's also where we're at the moment. Yeah. The fact that you have to Google review, please like my page. I mean, they, we're, it's, not as, it's not as hectic as but like... But I mean, with the R that China, recorded everything you yes. did. That was China's basically doing that kind of stuff yeah. with their citizens. The rating, <laughs> the rating system. No, it's haunting. And that's what that's the success of the show is, is, is a... For those who don't know what um, Black Mirror is, it's basically this kind of... Anthology. Uh, it's an anthology series, so each episode is completely different, and it's a sort of an, an exploration of near-future mm. possibilities. They, but the dystopianness of it, so it's not it's not too optimistic. It's quite haunting. It's a great name. You know what the name means? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's um, your phone. It's <gasps> a Black Mirror. Of course. Yeah. Genius. They should actually start each episode with not based on a true story, 
yet. Because <laughs> it's got to be true one day. Yeah, this is this is why you're the writer. <laughs> um, have you got any yeah exciting things coming up? So at the moment, yeah. Well, so the weird thing is, like, I literally, you know, how much it costs to produce an album and bring out an album with oh, music. Yeah. So I literally, like, my whole of last year was like, okay, I'm gonna put myself out there as a musician again. Then I bring out an album with with a few videos, and then it, this year it came and it's like, I don't think, I don't think I, yeah, I where i'm at now like i don't want to pursue music like that anymore yeah and it's it's a weird thing to admit out loud because that's my background and that's where we I'm come from. we made the same um admission yeah we put out uh, an album as short straw last year just kind of getting shaking the covidness off us like mm. the nerves and the fucking weird what is it like and what are we as i said are we are we still relevant all these sort of questions and then we were like oh, this takes an incredible amount of time and energy. No money. We've well. got the passion for it. We love it. We're very proud of the work. But it's like, do we actually have the time and the energy? Yeah. It's the input to versus output. It out, to, to really give it everything that it deserves. And then we actually said, this might be our last album. Yeah. Just because we know how difficult it is to, to yeah. do it. So I'm definitely not there where I want to... I'm not quitting music. But for where I'm at now, I really like... The comedy space so much more creating content and and with this whole this is sketchy thing that i'm trying to uh, get off the floor it does take time you need to put in the time and energy to find writers the editors mm. and and camera guys that want to believe in this dream because i want to play the long game because like i said snl didn't just pop up snl is like 40 years Such old Such a long tradition so it, yeah. uh, i mean so i'm not saying i want to start that and in 40 years time um uh, uh be lauren michaels but I just at least want to try something like the key and peel is a great reference because exactly because they understood it's smaller but they also understood genre so well and you could see that because they could make this two minute alien zombie movie you're like it was sketch you're like okay well I trust them to make the alien feature film yeah exactly because they understand genre they yeah. know how to be scary they know how to do so it's a it's an incredible a Ron <laughs> and race and the politics of race a Ron <laughs> No, exactly. And so they they understand those mechanics. It's such a good yeah. gym. So so have you are you getting started on that? Yeah. So I I, I went on Canva. Every graphic designer's uh, yeah. Uh, you registered the YouTube enemy. page. No, not even there yet. So I should do it now before this thing opens okay. up. So <laughs> I made the I made the logo, which is this sketch, and I've done three sketches so far. We just shot one this morning again, so I'm trying to get into the gag of like uh, the gym of like the flexing gym, yeah. muscles. Mm. But but like when I was young, like I, I heard this quote of Coco Chanel that says, "You cannot make a difference if you are not different," and like that has been like my mantra with everything. The music, it, like it, and it's a bit the dance as well. I listened to a mm. podcast and they kind of said the same thing. Like I know I'm never going to be I the really best. Like that. Yeah, no, but I mean like uh, especially like again Afrikaans industry where I'm at. Like there's so many people better than me. But as long as you're different, you're mm. going to stand out. So Jack yeah. Barrow is a foot built. Um, fuck off all those guys. I mean, they're, yeah. they're ironically also the best. But um, if, you, if, you, if you're just different than what's out there mainstream, at least you can, you can walk in front and be a light bearer. And like, you can't make actually... So the irony of like walking in front is you can't really make mistakes because yeah. you, 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 there's no blueprint. Yeah. So, and again, I'm not saying I'm the first with sketch comedy. There's been a lot of like people yeah. in front of, before me. Casper um, de Fries had a sketch show. But just where we're at at the moment with South African, black and white, it's a whole new country. We've got, uh, it's just different avenues of, of um, not revenue, different places where, where different comedy and stories and cultures can come from. Yeah. Come from. So it's I probably wanna... one of the best and easiest ways to, to do it because yeah. 
a feature film, as you know, is just such a huge mammoth task. Yeah. But the, but you, you you made an interesting observation earlier about like Afrikaners and voortrekkers and the groot track. So even though I'm super thankful and I'm super proud to be Afrikaans and be in this industry, industry a, a big part of my my passion is actually to go out of the lager, to, yeah. to go out and to, 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 not to take Afrikaans to, to the world, but to tell stories with people different from me, yeah. from cultures different from me, because we're in the setup. That's just the DNA of Afrikaans. Yeah. Like we have these little pockets of like, and there's nothing wrong with it. It's our culture. And you, yeah. you tend to gravitate towards people the same as you. So, but, but there's just something interesting that I, that, that I find attracting to work with different people that don't look and sound like me. Yeah. And um, the impact of it is so much cooler. And, you can have and the comedy's there, man. And and I was just saying to someone, I actually had a discussion around the dinner table the other day about about the, f the importance of comedy in South Africa yeah. and how we have successfully used it as a way to, to navigate our lives. Yeah. Even from crime to, you know, racial uh, transitions and everything. It's like we, those... Those people, from like a sort of a Madam and Eve comic to perhaps Chuster in some regard, I'm yeah. not going to hold him necessarily too high, but like was certainly important yeah, in helping us kind of laugh it, at each other. It was laugh at ourselves and, and use comedy as opposed to hate. Yeah, but Leon, we could have, we could have, yeah, dude, we could have hit civil war, yeah. but we but we found we found laughter in yeah. our in our position. But something someone like Leon Schuster for me, he he made us all laugh with each other instead of at each other exactly Meaning, yeah no, oh, no the, I think then, he then he made fun of a black guy then he made fun of the Avia Beer Buri in Fentestorp totally. I mean Every, that no was, one was brutal no one was safe yeah. and that was great yeah, you, there was no everyone was a victim yeah no matter no, who you are it's very interesting how we use that and we navigated our way through that but so, you know what's going to be interesting and that now. job's not done so that's why yeah. we need you I'll, 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 I won't blackface myself. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, but maybe that you know that time's done. But you know we can. No, I'm evolve. kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, you know what's going to be interesting now because I read yesterday Trevor Noah. I don't know if he moved. Well, he came back. Yeah, yeah. He's back. Well, I'm guessing he's back. But apparently, there's a new Amazon South African show called. La well, that's not the title, but the premise is. If you love, you lose a million rand or a million dollars. Okay. So it's a premise of you. you, you it's like twelve people. Trying to laugh challenge for a million rand. It's that thing, but it's actually a show. People <laughs> it's live a in a house. Idea, yeah. But he's, I think he's the host. So my uh, my question is, I wonder what he's going to bring to the table. Meaning, because Charlize never came back. None of those people came back to kind of like bring Hollywood here, and now he's going to be the first like big money Hollywood star to be back. And he comes with so many networks and like yeah. people behind him to be like. Let's see, because I'm interested to see what's going to happen with the comedy space now if he if he's back and he plants some roots yeah. and to see, because I mean, I always think like, why wouldn't a talk show like that work here? The whole late yeah. night thing. Is it because we're two, 12 cultures? How do you service everyone? Is yeah. it because it's the only thing you can make fun of here is the government? Is like nothing else is yeah. wrong? No, I but know. I mean, late night news, when it did exist with Lois Okola and stuff, well, it was really yeah. good, but it just didn't last for whatever reason and... But no, we need more and more commentary, eh? and we need funny commentary, and we need we need people to also, like a John Oliver, is one of the most is one of the most important but he's got people like in fifteen society. writers, or researchers, yeah, yeah. And yeah. no, of course, and it's super smart. Yeah. But no, those things are those things are very needed. You, do you guys play? Uh, this is my latest addiction because I've got I've got a personality that, dude, I. I I started playing Apex Legends, which is a PlayStation game. Okay. In I'm not a gamer, dude. I'm not, dude. I don't even look like a like. Are you still kidding me? Thirty-nine year old Afrikaner with a mustache and a MacGyver mullet. 
But I mean, it, you do look a little bit like Pedro Pesco. That's true. Take well, it, dude. I'll take, take that. I'll take that. <laughs> take that. But dude, so in COVID, I discovered Apex Legends, and okay. it, which is a dude, which is a game. It's like Call of Duty, just a different uh, world. Yeah, yeah. It's more um, spacey. But dude, it it <laughs> ruined and changed my life. <laughs> but I'm still like still to this day. Uh, it even got so worse that I sold my PlayStation on Facebook Marketplace. I was like, I need to walk away. <laughs> and then three months later, I bought a new place. It's, te- it's <laughs> terrible, dude. So, okay. but so that's my one addiction that it's, I'm getting better at that because it's stealing so much time. But it's so much fun for me in evenings just to kick back for an hour. Yeah, I, yeah. I also have the headset and I speak to these randoms in Germany and just whatever. Just set a timer. And you, yeah, and you, uh, but the, but the joke is you get better at the and game. You slag off each other's so bombs. You, <laughs> pretty much. So so. That addiction, I'm, 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 I'm winning. But the latest one is called paddle, which is like this new sport, the tennis. Oh, you playing paddle? Dude, last night, dude, I started. I played last night till ten. Well, so that's at least outdoors and yeah, exercise. Is pickleball? It is. It's the. It's it, it, of course the Americans. It's like a tennis and squash. So pickleball is another sport, but this is like tennis and squash mixed uh, into one. I always thought that pickleball was the American paddle. No, it's a different sport. But but uh, but, but it's very similar. It's uh, actually done. I know nothing about pickleball. Okay, classic Americans, they'll always yeah. do their own thing and but, give it a note. But, um, but, but paddle is, is but the fastest growing sport in America. Exactly. Do, well, the fastest growing sport in the world. In the world. But it, what, what makes it so much fun, I don't I think they're very similar. I think they're very similar to pickleball. I'm not. I'm okay, not, but I'm it's action gonna, tennis. Yeah. So, but what makes it fun is I don't have a lot of friends that plays this. So you have to hop on the app again. This is kind of, this is Love is Blind all over again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the app is incredible because. You can log a game. So you two want to play tonight? You just you just go tonight. I'm booking the court at uh, Pirates at 8 p.m. And then there's a ranking system. So you got a ranking based on how, how many wins you got, what, what, what. And then you can hop on people's games. So you play with these strangers. Oh, that's but cool. what makes it cool is like you kind of network as well. And then, uh, so I met a doctor. I play with yeah. a doctor. Two it's kind of similar in the world of golf. Every now and again, you yeah. you like I play with my dad more oh, nice. often than not. And every now and again, to help the field work. You'll get like one or two guys yeah. joining you, and you and you. Yeah. I met a dude on a golf course a week ago. He was the butler. He is the butler for Princess Diana's brother. What? So he's a British dude, and he he serves the the Earl of fucking whatever. How whack is that? And and yeah, so he. <laughs> so you never know who you're gonna meet. That's insane, dude. It was wild. But like yesterday, I played paddle and choose this. See, that's how addicted I am. I played on. Monday, Tuesday, and Are you playing last at night, Pirates, eh? Playing at Pirates, that's yeah. just where I live, and I'm playing Sunday again. So I play there, all of a sudden, Ross Grenier rocks up. Who's that? Ross Grenier played um, for the Springboks, okay. the, uh, the era before, has he? <laughs> no, it's a good question. It's Not like, everyone's it, in the sport. It's like the bottom half of the of the uh, 30 seconds card, where you're like, this could be a <laughs> golfer, this, this could be a tennis player, uh, that's great. or it could be rugby. I have no idea, that's but awesome. it sounds like a sports yeah, yeah, I just love rugby, and then it's like, Oh, you're kidding me! This is a Primo player playing battle. Yeah, it's awesome. We were in line once on the way to a, um, a short straw show, and Alistair, um, like, sort of nodded with his head to go, like, "Look who this is! Look who's next!" To and us. you're like, "I don't know." And we were all of us were like, "Who's this? Who? What?" <laughs> and he's like, "Come on, look, Oaks! Look, look, look!" And eventually, we went through security, and we we're like, "Who was that?" He's like, "Yes, it's you, Oaks. I'm fucking ridiculous." He's like, "It was, uh, it was Faf Duplessis," <gasps> and I didn't really know what Faf Duplessis looks like. <laughs> I still don't know. But he's but he's like he's like fuck you, actually useless. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I even a band with you? I see Alistair a lot actually. I never greet him because I'm too far. Because I walk my dog like each day oh, to go to Emirates Park. But then he's like, it's too far to shout. 
Yeah. And he's like, you want to shout? And you're like, he's not going to recognize you. And then uh, it's going to be this awkward thing. shout back. Yeah. Next time I'll shout back. Yeah, do time. it. Lovely, man. Awesome. Listen, I appreciate this. We haven't really found anything for you to watch. Um, okay, let me... Oh, uh, if you've watched... If you like Daniels, mm-hmm. have you watched Swiss Army, man? Yeah, boy. Okay. Best soundtrack know. ever. Oh, 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 oh. Well, White Lotus. <laughs> White Lotus. <laughs> There's a season three coming out. Check now. It's in Thailand. It's commissioned. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Danny oh. DeVito is going to be in it. Oh, <laughs> I saw a photo. You know TikTok? Oh, the yeah. worst. There's a photo with uh, Mike White and Danny DeVito and another actor having dinner. So it's like, oh, probably talking about season three. <laughs> you never know. Did you watch that show? I watched a bit of it. Mm. I, I appreciate how good it yeah. is. Yeah. So good. Let me tell. Oh. I'm going to tell you the story, but it's also is there still time. Yeah, it's as long as you want. But I really want to say one thing. Instead of trying to find you something to read, I'm going to try and make sure you don't watch something. <laughs> which is speaking of your mullet and okay. MacGyver. Don't watch MacGyver. <laughs> as a grown person, don't. <laughs> like if That's he great. was a hero in your head, like keep him a hero. Well, the same as Airwolf. It's like ugh. those on those. Do, they, they they aged like a glass of fresh milk. Oh, that's <laughs> terrible. Okay, well, sorry. Dude, what so we there's a terrible. Okay, so White Lotus has got this incredibly amazing theme song. Yeah, sure. Um, that they kind of blew up. But I don't know it's if the same you as the bongos throughout the first season. Um, okay, give credit where credit is due. Damn it! But <laughs> there's a so there's a podcast where with because obviously that song blew up and every second so DJ did a remix. exactly every second <laughs> DJ. So, so I listened to this podcast on Broken Record, which is Malcolm Gladwell's uh, or Rick Rubin's podcast, uh, cool. where they talk to that producer. Dude, it's the most fascinating story. I'm going to tell the story now, but it's okay. I, I want the listeners to go and check out the podcast. The podcast sh- is called, called Broken, Broken Record. Record. Yeah, I can't remember the guy's name even. Do you know the name, Kat? No. Of the... The producer of that song. Oh, no, no, I don't. So it, anyway, so because that song went viral, wada, wada, wada. So they, they asked the guy, tell me about that hook, like the whole vocal, like that little section, like where does it come from? And he, he goes, okay, so the year when Trump got elected as president, this was before White Lotus, it's 2016. This was when Kanye West also went a little bit cray-cray because he was, yeah. was a Trump supporter. Kanye West contacted this guy and he's like, listen, I've heard some of your stuff. I want to fly um, to America, come hang with me and... Just bring your stuff. And this guy's like, okay, shit, why does Kanye want to meet me? He flies over. But he says it's chaotic. Because that's the time when Kanye like, kind of said he's a Trump supporter. And like his whole image kind of started shifting. And so in that time, he's in America with Kanye. And like Kanye can't, can't focus on the music. The whole time he's like walking in his house, showing him new shoes and showing him. Hmm. It's just chaotic. And this yeah. guy, this guy's like, Kanye drops me off at the, the hotel. And the guy's like, I probably need to get something ready for Kanye. The moment he asked me. So what you got, like what beats or whatever you yeah. got. So in the hotel room that night, and he was supposed to meet Kanye the next way again, next day again, he wrote that. That's a vocal hook that he does. That He did that. He vocal that whole sample, the melody, everything, dude. Mm. And then never met Kanye, never saw Kanye again. <laughs> Kanye went off with his life and he's in America and then he flew back. So that was supposed what? to be a Kanye West. Technically, it could have been a Kanye West song if Kanye ever heard that piece of music. Imagine that, dude. It's mm. crazy. Because that would have been a killer hit if Kanye. Mm. That would have been like the yeah. like the hook line of like the. Eh? How, how these things were that? meant for something, but then it just it's became insane, something else. It's insane, dude. Lovely. But yeah. Cool story. Sure. Um, He's welcome. That producer that I told this story. <laughs> 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 I'm butchered it so bad. 
Um, this was great hanging out, man. Yeah, dude. I, I appreciate the time. It was awesome. Thanks for having this great space, dude. I've, I've uh, one of my favorite. Like, I came here to watch the Oscar-nominated animations. Yeah, this yes, year, dude. Last year. Oh, last year, dude. Yeah. And there was one with the um with the little bird, the girl. I think she turns into a bird, dude. But I cried so much. Yeah. It was insane, dude. The space no. is epic, and you got the best picture. My favorite one is the Owen Wilson. Yeah, it's a winner. Yep. It's named after Owen, the the manager who devised he put it together that's awesome so we had to we had to name it after him Lost very proud of it I know we're gonna I know we need to wrap up did mm. you see the trailer for the next the next Wes Anderson movie yeah <laughs> yeah oh, Asteroid City insane yeah, yeah we, know we were talking about it it's uh, it's exciting sweet my guy thanks for your time yeah thank cool. you bro. yeah and we'll, we'll hopefully have you back yeah I did uh, maybe I must commit to a comedy night maybe when was the last time there was Alfred Kahn's guy here speaking English I, I at the comedy night <laughs> yeah I don't know we have a, a range I think that's what's so exciting about comedy oh nice is that like comedy will always be such a nice mix and yeah. such an open space I don't actually know any other Afrikaans comedians like a lot of them like, like Malt and Hannes and Skulk but uh, maybe there's more yeah Skulk once used the cinema for sort of uh, workshopping some new material and nice. so it can always be a space for that as well yeah okay there's drag, there's drag burlesque shows. You that's can come, cool. you can be a part of that. I've got a friend want. that's a, uh, 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 Afrikaans word is a fop doser. It's beautiful. Yeah. So fop, so the word fop means like fake. Yeah. So like, uh, I'm going to fop you. I'm going to, it's like a, um, yeah, it's like the fake. So and doser kind of is like a dresser, I guess. Yeah. And the Afrikaans word for a drag uh, queen is a fop doser. My friend's <laughs> fop doser name is Tolly Parton. <laughs> How great is that, dude? How insane is that? Oh, That's my God. Great. That's incredible. That's low. Oh, jeez. Afrikaans is, is so magical when it comes to that. That's oh, great. <laughs> no, so, and, and there have been some of these um, burlesque shows and these drag nights, um, you know, could have everybody, someone once did like a magic trick. Nice. And then there was also comedy. But it's like very niche comedy where you've got this... Um, a person in drag telling like quite intense stories yeah. quite a unique perspective and the comedy of it that's awesome. it's very interesting but overseas I follow a lot of improv comedians because like, improv comedy is like my one of my favorite mediums every from every Monday night we have improv comedy like we um, we don't have a show but like we, we play and we rehearse and we get losses and um, overseas like you, you have these places where Mark Maron would rock up a lot of the times like the improv and places like that mm -hmm. where it's a normal Wednesday night it's a, it's, the place is small. It's like a 50 mm. to 80 seater. And then you have these A-listers that you see in massive movies and then they're like just smashing out an hour and a half improv comedy. And they're just practicing. Yeah, they're just dude. playing. Yeah. And that like that stuff's so beautiful to me because we, we we have this picture of like those guys only do these fancy things. With no. the, and then it's like they just love they, they go to the gym. Yeah. They love improv and comedy and that's why you see Zach Galifianakis Zach like at an improv night. Yeah. Doing random comedy. Yeah. That's that's inspiring, dude. I want to get back to stuff like that. No, lovely. But thanks for everything. Thanks for the lucky oh. chat, Gad. Awesome, cool, man. We'll yeah. See you soon. Have a lucky weekend. Cheers. All right. What a lovely chat. Um, he's, he's such a sweetheart. He's such <laughs> a nice dude. And um, after this chat, I went to the Comics Choice Awards a few days later. And his agency won... Um, an award at the Comics Choice Award. It was the award dedicated to the brands and the companies that use comics. How oh. like comics 
get you it's called like i forget what the award is called and and he was wearing this ridiculous suit and he actually you know he's not a stand-up comedian mm. and he came on and, and gave like the funniest acceptance nice. award i mean acceptance speech because all the comedians at the Comics Choice Award, when you win an award, you do like five minutes. Uh, like you, you don't okay. just go thank you to my mom and my yeah. dad. Like you, you, you have to. You, make you, laugh. you have to. I oh mean, my word, that's like, a lot of pressure. To. You just won an award, and now right. you have to make people laugh. Yeah, so it's this combination, and most nailed it, um, especially Boa, because he wasn't nice. like the the comedian. He was more like the agency. But you could see uh, the spirit of comedy yes. is is just spilling out of this dude. Nice. Amazing. Uh, and he gave such a great acceptance speech. So, like, it just shows you, like, he's doing great stuff. It's it's um, all the We Buy Cars stuff with Scott mm. Pesedno. Do you know all those great oh, ads? Yes. He's behind it all. He's a funny dude. He's Amazing. a super talented dude. Um, all right. Let's uh, waste no time in trying to just skim through all 10 the of, diesels the, of the Fast <laughs> yeah. Saga. Trying right. to wrangle the franchise. Okay, you, you managed to put a little a little thing together. Correct? A document, shall we call it? A little document. Yes. All right. Untitled my document, the Fast Saga. Lol. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> right, so you've written this all down? Yes. Okay. So I, I don't. I have a memory of about three seconds. I have to write everything down. You've got an incredible memory. Yeah. This is your for thing. useless information. For useless information. <laughs> okay. But um, maybe we can take this document. And we can publish it somewhere. Cool. We can maybe when we can put it on the Facebook page or something. Mm. Okay, but we've got the first one. Yeah, the first one is the original recipe, Fast and Furious. Okay, which is ba uh, it's basically a remake of Point Break. It's like the exact same story as Point Break. I've never watched Point Break. Have you not watched Point no. Break? No. Yeah. It's also still DVD players. No, but it's also like a cop integrating himself with criminals. Goes, oh, these guys are cool and rad. Yeah. And I want to be like the cool guy. Oh, yeah. Except like the cool guy is Patrick Swayze instead of Vin Diesel, and the cop is Keanu Reeves instead of uh, Paul Walker. Oh, You're totally like a right. Winning and it's directed by and they uh, Catherine Bigelow. They, they surfers in Point Break. Mm. We're Fast and the Furious. They're street racers. Yes. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. All right. And that one was just called The Fast and the Furious. The Fast and the Furious. Yes. This is important. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Important. The main characters okay. was Vin Diesel was dating. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez, yes. who's Letty, Letty. and okay. then Paul Walker was started to date Vin Diesel's sister, mm -hmm. yeah. Mia. Yes. Okay. okay. And they are stealing DVD players. Yeah. They're stealing DVD players. The most naughtiest thing in the world. Right. Yeah, the yeah, cruelest yeah. thing you could steal was <laughs> a DVD what, player. I remember watching it in high school. Yeah. Mid yeah. to late high school. Because it was 2001 or 2000. One of the two. That was the raddest movie ever made in the noughties. It Just, was when Need for Speed was. It cool. was like yeah, and like like. Beat Break was the coolest genre. Yeah. <laughs> it was like an Drum, encapsulation of yeah, the early like 2000s. It was very drum and bassy, yeah. Okay. yeah. All right, so that was the first one. Big success. Yeah. Okay, okay fun fact. Let's do it because I, I have some fun facts. Oh, the Fast amazing. and the Furious was a Roger Corman movie in the 1950s. Uh, Same title, but in exchange for the the title, because they were like, oh, we, need, we want to use the title for our movie, yeah. he asked for access to the Universal Studios stock footage library. Whoa. I don't know why. What did he make with it? Okay, that's, that's something we have to discover. Roger Corbin was a sort of B-grade... Yeah, schlocky movie schlock producer movie slash producer. director. And he, and he just made hundreds of movies, <sighs> most of which were black and white. We must talk about his Fantastic Four movie sometime. That's okay. an interesting conversation. All right, but it's all that like Attack of the Something-Somethings mm. and the Sea Crabs and all that yeah. shit. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right, then now... Then we get on to... Now we get a sequel. The One, Too Fast, 
too furious. <laughs> what a title. They leaned into it, man. Boy, do they. <laughs> they lean into the 2000s of it all. And now Vin Diesel is not in this. Vin Diesel did not come back for this one. We'll get onto why in a second. Okay. Um, if we're trying to wrangle plots and everything here, this is the one where Brian, who is now trying to like recover his career okay. after turning on or like helping Vin Diesel escape at the end of the last one. Okay. So he is recruited by some agency. I don't know who it is. And he then re- recruits his useless friend, Roman, who does nothing. It's Tyrese Gibson. Yeah. Tyrese Gibson as, yeah, Roman Pierce. And then they have to, like, bust a drug dealer or whatever. And I noted here, I had to look this one up because I forgot what it was about. Yeah. Yeah. Having all, just watched all it. All I remember was they launch a car onto a yacht. They do indeed. And yeah. then Eva Mendez is in it. Yes. Like, forgettable as hell. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I'm surprised they have back. All right. So they did. Oh, oh, in like a post-credit scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, okay. Like, okay, too fast, too furious. Cool. Yeah, the only thing that it does like significantly is it introduces Roman and Tej, who are recurring characters. Which so is that's ludicrous. Ludicrous, yeah. Okay, cool. Wait, um, are you going to tell us why Vin Diesel didn't come back for this? <laughs> this is the greatest thing in the world. Okay, I'm going to read this verbatim because this was quite funny. Vin Diesel didn't return for this one because they weren't taking <clears throat> a Francis Ford Coppola approach. Which is, and I can't emphasize this enough, the funniest thing I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life. Okay, so he's likening his car movie to The Godfather. Yeah, basically. To the tragedy I'm of sure Michael Corleone. That's, that's why it's now called The Fast Saga. It's The Godfather yeah. Saga. So oh, is like, that what oh, it's called? I, I thought it was The Godfather Trilogy. I think they refer to it as The Saga. Okay. okay. I think. Okay. Um, Vin Diesel also claims the that I- they offered him $25 million for this movie, and I'm like, no, they didn't. But the idea being that the sequel just picked up a random story as opposed to yes if you were going to try and yes. be like the godfather you would be trying to kind of carry on and what's the story the stories of and, and having an arc and, and having yeah a exactly okay All which right. is fair enough the fun fact about this one is that there are no fun facts about it because no one's having fun okay <laughs> okay that's too fast too furious yes. then we get the fast and the furious tokyo drift fuck yeah what which a title. Is, which Too is, many syllables. Too many syllables. Yeah, which is, which is great. This one sort of feels like, okay, the second one didn't do that well, so let's try and approach that sort of like an anthology series rather than sequels. Yes. Yeah, because this was completely new characters. Yes. This was that sort of hick kind of southern Weird. American yes. dude who finds, him, Black. who finds himself in Tokyo. Yes. Got sort of kicked out of a school and his dad is like an army dude, so he's going to go to Tokyo. Yeah, he does some crimes. Has to go to live with his dad in Tokyo. Ones Which is an awesome cry. I mean, that's an awesome punishment. Right? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I would fucking love to get be into underground to, street racing culture. To Tokyo. Yeah. Deja vu. I just did My favorite oh, part about oh. this movie is that it's about a 20 year old. It's The actor is like a 20 something who looks like he's in his 30s, but he's playing a teenager. Yeah. Fantastic. And the girl, <laughs> the love interest, hmm. is like not Asian. <laughs> yes. But she's like, she's in an Asian environment, but she's like, She's very attractive. I mean, she's a beautiful woman, but she's got like some kind of Hispanic. So she's got like a, I don't know, her heritage. I have no idea. And she has a very Australian accent. Yeah. It's, wow. it's Also, well, yeah, someone crazy. did actually point out in this movie that's set in Japan, none of the like main leads are Japanese. Yeah. Who aren't like villains. Yeah, wild. <laughs> okay, so then, so new guys, <laughs> the only nobody thing, we know. Well, no, the only thing of significance that it does is introduce Han. Okay, so Han, very significant Han is the dude who who we see kind of from here on out. Yes, Sun Kang. Um, and what is his... The hottest man in the world. Okay. He's so fucking cool. Oh, he's so... He's, so, he's, he's a cool dude. Appeal. 
No, he's a good the character dude. Han Solo. What's yes, his, his full name is Han Solo. Oh, you fucking kidding me! Soul like the capital of Korea with O H O U L dash O H. A really bad play on Han Solo. Yeah. Han Solo. There you Jesus. go. Jesus. Yes, that's a, that's a stretch. We should also note this one was okay. retconned to take place after six. Okay. So it's taking place in the year 2015, and apparently Japan is still using flip phones in 2015. Yeah, the the yeah the, <laughs> the most outdated. Okay, so what did what? Okay, so what we're saying there is that although it was the third movie to be made, yes. Later on, they actually to jam other things before and after, and most mm. likely to make the most use of Han. Yes, everybody like he was wildly popular. They decided, oh wait a minute, because he dies. Yes. And I'm using inverted commas at the end of Tokyo Drift, mm. because they liked him so much. They wrote a whole bunch of Fast and the Furious movies, which they then set in the world before. Yes. So if you watch it in chronological order, we're saying that Tokyo Drift actually is the sixth movie. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. Fun fact about this one: Vin Diesel cameos at the end. Yes. Yeah. He cameoed in exchange for the Riddick franchise, so he owns the Riddick what? franchise in exchange for doing that movie. He said that to the studio. Like, if I am in this movie, you give me the Riddick I guess franchise. So. Because I mean, what, what is the Riddick franchise worth? No. But what exactly. was the Riddick Chronicles franchise? of Riddick? No, I know. Well, I know the movies. Oh, yes. okay, okay. It wasn't anything else. No. No. Games. Yeah, there were some stuff, games. Yeah. Did know. anything come before that? Was it based on something? No. Oh, it was, okay. Pitch right, Black was an original movie, which okay. I guess, by the way, I assume is something Francis Ford Coppola would have done. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now. Mo- movie four. Fast and Furious. Ah. Just called Fast and Removing Furious. Removing the articles. This is the one where they go, oh, wait a minute. The thing that, or like most of what people liked about the first one was the people that were in it. So let's bring everyone back. Okay. So Vin Diesel's back. Movie. It's a soft reboot. Yes. And so it's this kind one of a rethinking of the whole thing, like exactly stylistically, and this is probably where it now starts becoming something. Yes, like it was a fuddled idea, but still seeming like a formula that worked. Mm-hmm. But now they're like, okay, this is going to be a fucking thing. Yeah, now. okay. Because this one is fast and furious. Yeah, this one was like a little bit of a risk because Tokyo Drift flopped big time. Yeah, like that movie was a big failure. So they were like, either we're going to continue this, we're going to take another swing at this franchise and do like another big budget one. Or we're going to make like shitty straight to DVD sequels. Yeah, like and American Pie. You know, yeah. we're like American Pie just made a whole bunch of weird sort of straight to yeah. DVD stuff. Okay, mm. so okay, and, I, and this is the one that I've said had the really cool. Oh, I mean, I don't know how cool it is, but <laughs> relative to itself, pretty cool. It it was like it said something like original. New car, original parts. Oh, uh, it was like or something like that, and it was like a play on the uh, fact that the cast was. It's back. a new yeah. movie, but it's the original parts, yes. the original elements. I, so, I remember seeing that at the time and thinking, like, that's mm, witty. Yes, like, yeah, that's quite smart. So this one, Dom, we introduced Dom, Lady Hans with them. They do a big. They steal a bunch of petrol. Cool, whatever. They then go their separate ways because there's people after them. Dom later finds out Lady. Uh oh, she's dead. Now he's pissed. He's going to do a big revenge. Turns out. Brian, who's now working for the FBI, is after the same dude who Dom is after. Okay. So they sort of team up, but now they still don't like each other yet. They're not family yet. Okay. Yeah, they're not matters. family. Yes. Okay, next. And it's also got the best death, I think, I've seen in the series. Which is? Where Dom uh, yes. like, does his little wheelie yeah. in, his, in his little... What, As he what, does. Yeah, whatever what, what's the car that he drives? The fucking black car. Yeah. yeah. Dodge... Dodge Charger. Charger, thank you. Dodge Charger. He does the wheelie. Yeah. I, I don't even know if that's possible on a car. But then, like, just rams the villain into another car. He just murders him with the vehicle. He just yes. goes, bah, and it's done. Hectic. And it's, yeah, it's amazing. Um, okay. It also introduces Gal Gadot's character, 
Yes. Giselle. Her name is Giselle. It's not Gazelle. I didn't think it was Gazelle. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally Giselle. Um, where are you? Yeah, and her entire character in this movie is that she's horny for Vin Diesel. It's pretty funny. Yeah. She doesn't do anything pathetic. else. Yeah. 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 Okay, that one doesn't matter. Who gives a shit? The one that matters is Fast Five. Yes, it does. Okay. It's that's the big one. The best one. It's the best that's Fast the, and Furious That is movie. when all lightning in the bottle was right. Mm. Yeah. The rock's now involved. Oh, boy. That's when they steal the big vault yes. in Brazil. So it's this huge action sequence where they're dragging this thing through. Mm-hmm. It's about team. It's about family. Yeah. It's, about, it's the first time they made it into a heist movie yes. like archetype where they... I felt like they were taking notes from Steven Soderbergh mm. in the Ocean's Trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. And like hamming it up a bit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Where yeah. maybe like a Tyrese Gibson is not great the whole time, you yes. know, like yeah. in Too it Fast, bites. Too Furious. Like you just need him to do the occasional like yeah. kind of comic relief. And it's it's like clear they're giving characters like specific roles and like they have like a specific purpose within this team. Yeah. You know? Yeah, cool. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, like you said, it introduces Dwayne Johnson as Luke Hobbs. It also introduces Elsa Pataki, who went on to be a few of them. He's, um, she is the like love interest for Dom for the next couple of movies. Oh, uh, the yes. Brazilian cop. Yes. yes. Yeah, the blonde woman. Yes. Okay. Cool. Then and they go. have a baby. And they later have a baby. It's revealed that they okay. had a child together. Okay. Um, Fast and Furious 6. So this one, Hobbs now recruits the family. Okay. To track down Owen Shaw, who's like a big mercenary criminal dude. That's Jason Statham. No, it's no Luke that's Evans. Luke oh, Evans. F- Jason Statham is in the next one. Jason Statham is his brother. Yes. So this is this is Owen Shaw. I like Owen Shaw as a villain because he's like yeah, same. He's not like a physical match for Vin Diesel or yeah. Dwayne Johnson. So that when he's like winning, it makes it feel like more earned and more significant. Yes. Because he's like a smaller dude and he's like smarter than them. Exactly. Yes. Can I can I just point out? <laughs> The fact that we are dedicating so much, <laughs> so much time, time to the to Fast and the Furious. No, but that's, can I just maybe just have a little intermission at yes. this point to say like, that's the magic. Yeah, is it that, is. Is that it has been a part of our lives. It is fun. It is this thing to unravel and be on a roller coaster with. And this is the magic. This is why we yep. were excited to go last night exactly. <laughs> to watch Fast and the Furious 10, as ridiculous as that sounds. Yeah. But it's not a straight-to-DVD movie where no. you would think it would be if it was the 10th one made. Yeah. yeah. The they've, fact they've is that it's it. still bigger than ever. Okay. Yes. All right. Okay, but back then to, initially, Dom is like, business. initially Dom is like, nah, piss off, I'm not doing this. And then, he, and then The Rock is like, bah, but look at this. Look at this thing that you have here, and it's a picture of Lady. Lady's still alive. <gasps> dum, so dum, we dum, now dum. know that at this point. Yes. And then dr- Dom drops Elena like a sack of spuds. Immediately breaks yeah. up with her. Um, and she lot. says, if my husband that died, if that was my husband that died, I'd also leave you yes. immediately. That's basically what she says. Yeah. And then he just, he just goes to find Letty and yeah. okay. forget about her. And it turns out Letty has amnesia, Whoa. which is indicative of the storytelling the in these of movies. our lives. Right? Yeah, which, which is when you, yeah, when you actually encounter amnesia or speak to people who've had concussions, yeah. you talk about like, a few hours, yes. like maybe the afternoon. Yeah, like if someone has a really bad concussion, like mm-hmm. nobody, nobody like has a movie amnesia. Yeah, yes. that is that's the, that's something that only exists in movies. Yeah, exactly. Is this is this series a telenovela for boys? Basically, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, okay. I mean, it has also a lot of sp- Spanish influence as well. Right. Yeah, so it is very telenovela. Um, <laughs> okay. So there's an extended cut of this movie. 
um, which runs a whole one minute longer. <laughs> so, yeah. and what does it do? I remember when Nothing. I down, when no I downloaded idea. it, it said extended. I was like, oh, yeah, cool. Yes, and then, uh, you can imagine him fighting for it. Yes, and they're like, no, <laughs> it will be one minute less. Yeah. Was it Vin Diesel like, bicep my, flex? Right? Kind of my <laughs> dictatorial way. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so there's another fun fact for this one. People actually did the math. Um, this one ends with a big like runway. Oh. plane trying to take off on a runway and they're all chasing it down and they're fighting inside the plane and they're launching cars outside of the plane and they're like hooking cars onto the plane. This is six. This is six, yeah. This okay. is still six. People did the math. That runway would have been 46 kilometers long. <laughs> <laughs> because planes travel so fast. Yeah. And, and, and that runway scene was so long. Yeah. 46 kilometers. That is the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. Right. That's Gal- great. So it's fantastic. We need to talk about this. This is the one where at the end of the spoilers, Gal Gadot, mm. Giselle, pegs it. Pegs it hard. Yeah. Like it's it's also the funniest death. I laughed so hard when she died. <laughs> which is just falling backwards with like, I don't know, her fanny in the air. Because it's like slow like, motion and she sees a guy coming up behind It's the pose I've ever seen. And then yeah. she's just shooting, saving Han, who she's in love with. Yes. Like at this point, yeah. Yes. And then Luke Evans... Also falls out the back of the train. Yes. Bad guy. Yeah. yeah, correct. Back of the plane. Yes. Plane. Yeah. So now, okay. it doesn't matter. All right. Furious 7. Okay. By the way, we should point out, all of these movies are marketed with different names than the movies that are actually in the ta- in, in, like, in the movie. Yeah. Like this one was marketed as Furious 7 and the posters say Furious 7, but then you watch the movie and it just says Boston Furious 7. Wow. All of them are like that. It's weird. Bizarre. So this one's Owen Shaw br- Shaw's brother. So the bad guy from the previous one is doing a big revenge. Because he's mad. Statham. And this is now Jason Statham. They smeared his brother all over a runway, and now he's back for revenge. Well, they didn't smear Dom. him. He's, he's in a host. A well, hunt, that's the thing. He survived yeah. somehow. Yeah, you know, yeah, he also survived. Giselle's dead, but he, he went flinging no, out a yeah, thing, and he's in Nobody he's dies fine. in these movies. No, um, it's safe to also, say. at the same time, he's after Dom, like specifically, he's like after Dom for this. There's Who also uh, Deckard Shaw. Jason Statham. Jason Statham is like, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mess you up. Fun um, fact. Yep. Deep in YouTube, you can see Jason Statham's early Olympic diving career. That's true. Whoa. He was like, he was a professional diver. And you see him in his like little speedo go up to the dive board, do his little like landing in the water, getting out. Fucking yeah, Jason wild. Statham. Did um, not know that. Yeah, right? yeah, it's out there. There's also at the same time, there's a whole spy plot going on. Where there's a hacker who's like created a thing that can access all the cameras in the whole world so they can track anyone. God's eye. God's eye, yeah. yes. And that is the, the cute British woman. Yes. Yeah. I'm gonna int- I'll Sunday. tell you which characters are introduced. Sunday from Game of Thrones. What is, yes. what is her name in uh, Fast Five? Oh, her, I mean, in, in Fast and Furious? Her name's Ramsey. Ramsey. Okay, I should point out that these plots, these plots, these two plots have nothing to do with each other at all. There are uh, two stories in this movie. Right. Okay. And they're not connected. Okay. Um, oh, this is the one where they have to find Jason Statham. Yes. So Jason Statham's hunting them. Yes. But Dom wants to find Jason Statham. And then every single time there's an action sequence, Jason Statham shows up and Dom runs away from him. Yes. But he needs to chase the he needs to get the God's eye to find Jason Statham. Uh-huh. It's fucked. This yeah. movie is stupid. It's it was dumb. And it's directed by James Wan, which is incredibly disappointing. Right. This is seven. Yeah. Talking about seven. seven. Yeah, yeah. All right. It okay. introduces so it introduces Jason Statham as Deckard Shaw, Natalie Emmanuel as Ramsey, and Kurt Russell. As Mr. Yes. Nobody. Okay. This is also the one where Paul Walker died during the production in an unrelated car crash. 
So this this one, if I remember, was when it was like at its height in terms of box office, mm. and especially this one because yeah. Paul Walker died. They had to finish the filming, and everyone was very curious how they were going to write this into the movie. Yes, yeah. and the way they did it was they used his brothers as stand-ins. So his bro- brothers. Yeah, he has two brothers. That look similar One, in one of them in particular looks a lot like Paul Walker. And then they kind of CGI'd the they, face yeah, a bit. Yeah, they replaced them with CGI. And then they kind of did a mix of, in some cases, using one of the brothers to do voiceover. Okay. And in some cases, they like chopped up dialogue from previous films to make, and, it, and to make new And the dialogue. end of this movie is when they go separate ways yes. to give Paul Walker and the sister some freedom so that they don't have to look over their back. And of course mm, there's this yes. emotional scene where they part ways. And I teared up. I remember Same. because mm. they go to the montage afterwards. Yeah. yeah because we're like, we know we've lost this dude. This is sad. They've honored it well and respectfully. And this is, as we were saying earlier today, <laughs> where they should have left them. Yeah. yeah. They should have been like those two. They could have spoken about them for another three or four movies. Yeah. Maybe even like FaceTime them, but we never see them. But like the sister, him and their kids should have just fucked off to some godforsaken part of the earth and they're gone and we don't see them again. But the fact that they bring the sister from here on back and he's meant to still be here or running a bit late is fucking stupid. Okay, carry on. Okay, Um, that's how that ends. That was the end of? That was Furious 7. Fun fact here, the last thing Walt Disney ever wrote was Kurt Russell. What the fuck? He wrote the name Kurt Russell. Why? How do we know that? Because they obviously he left at some point and then died and then on his desk was like always writing and stuff and like in his notebook or on like his paper or whatever. The last thing he wrote down was Kurt Russell. Why? Because Kurt Russell, I, we don't know exactly how it's related but Kurt Russell was like a young up and coming like heartthrob at the time and he had just signed a contract with Disney with the, with the studio to make like teen movies for them. Yeah. Kurt Russell now being Mr. Nobody. Yeah. Mr. Nobody. In uh, in the in the saga. Yes. Okay. That is the end of? Furious 7. 7. Now okay. we get on to the f- 8 of the Furious. The f- 8 of the Furious. The f- 8. Um, <laughs> great, this is the one where, word play. where Charlize Theron's terrible haircut recruits Dom to steal a bunch of stuff for her. Oh, that's because right. she's she stole. She's got, weave. she's got cornrows. Yeah. yeah. White because girl. <laughs> terrible girl. Yeah, it's bad. Oh, it's so bad. Um, she doesn't have eyebrows either. Like they, they bleached them or something? Really? Yeah, it was weird. I don't right. I think so. So she recruits Dom to steal a bunch of stuff for her. For some reason, it's never really explained, because she stole um, his kid and his ex-girlfriend. So uh, then okay, okay. So, this, so this is the one This is the one where, as you said, you pointed out the fact that they've, they've always been good as a team. Yes. But this is the one where Vin Diesel kind of Turns shows out. off the fact that he could almost take his whole team. Yes. No, he because does. He successfully defeats his entire team multiple times. Yeah, he's that good. Okay. Stupid. Yeah, why does he need them in the first place? Um, Jason Statham is now kind of part of the team in a way. Yeah, at this they, point. well, because so Hobbs is arrested at the beginning of this film for doing an operation for Mister Nobody. Yes. Okay. Right? So that's where where Dom betrays them. He rides the, the rock the rock's car off the road. He gets arrested, ends up in the same prison as Jason Statham. Mr. Nobody then stages an escape and they both escape. Okay. And Mr. Nobody's like, you guys are now working together. Cool. Not, we're going to put this other criminal straight back into jail. Yes. You guys are now working together. Um, yeah. This okay. one's fine. 
That's cool. This it introduces the- Theron, Charlie Theron's character, which is Cipher. Is this the one where he where he jumps from the one building to the other with the car? No, that's, that's seven. seven. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one with the submarine. Yes. And the, the, the Arctic. Yeah, and the Arctic. Yes. So yeah, it introduces okay. Theron's character and also Scott Eastwood's character. Yes. Who's he, a little nobody. Little okay. Um <laughs> Yes, and here you go, here's <laughs> another sort of You better of, start wrapping this <laughs> thing yeah, up. Yeah. Okay, well we only have one more, but there's another okay. little fun fact here. Vin Diesel and Dwayne Johnson never appear on screen together in this movie. Because they hated each other. Because they were life. feuding by this point. Because they're okay. both big babies. Yeah, they both they both want to be Yeah. The you lead. Know, the lead the in all these the movies. Male. Yes. Dwayne Johnson. Seems like a nice guy for the most part. Oh my lord, there's it's because of that, it's so rare you see Dwayne Johnson ever being like kind of mean. Yes. There's yeah, such... where Vin Diesel you can see could maybe not be the nicest dude in real yeah, life. Yeah, no one seems to like working with him. You'll notice in these movies as they go on, the other characters has fewer and fewer scenes with him. Yeah. I can't help but figure out figure like I no, wonder if that has something most to do with like, him. No, because Hectic. If there's one thing I've spoken about often on the video store, it's, it's like it's about relationship and it's about reputation and it's about everything in the world. Everything that I've ever accomplished has been as a result of relationship and reputation. That's yep. everything. Right. And like, yeah, maybe you can be misconstrued once or twice or maybe you can have a bad day or say something you shouldn't. I'm not saying that's a good thing. But ultimately, your reputation gets enshrined over years and years in the business. And it's like, it doesn't sound like Vin Diesel's yeah. has really been that good. Where for the most part, people have good things to say about The Rock. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's so rare that you see him being mean-spirited. Yeah. But there's this video where somebody, I don't know if somebody asks him if he prompted whatever, where he's talking about an album that Tyrese Gibson released. Oh, and yeah. he's just shitting all over it. No and worries. it is hilarious. So wasn't there a thing where they, they wanted by contract to have the exact same amount of words. Well, they have their, like their fight scenes are always like one for one. So if this person gets punched 10 times, the other guy also gets punched 10 times. Okay, no if one ever wins. this guy gets wins, thrown yeah. out a window, the other guy also gets thrown out a window. Yeah. So like him, yeah, Vin Diesel, Jason That's Statham, so and like Jason, yeah, Jason Statham and uh, mm. Dwayne Johnson have that. But that, that whole thing comes from when they did Hobbs and Shaw. Well, before they did Hobbs and Shaw, when they announced it, um, Tyrese Gibson was going like off on social media at The Rock, like "fuck you for breaking up the family" and all that shit. And I'm like, dude, it's a movie, get over it. Yeah. And then when it came out, it didn't do well. Like initially, it eventually made money. It made like eight hundred million dollars, whatever. But it didn't have a good opening weekend. What Hobbs and Shaw? Yeah. Which was like the spinoff. The spinoff one. And yeah. Tyrese Gibson was like, ah, see, this is what happens. Blah blah blah. This, oh, is, this is all whatever. on you, Dwayne Johnson. Because you, you know, we all know and love all of Tyrese Gibson's other movies. Oh yeah, no, he'll be very quick to point out that he's in two like multi-billion-dollar franchises. And then what is I'm the very, other one? A Transformers. And then I'm like, oh. no one is watching those movies for Tyrese Gibson. Yeah, I didn't I'm even sorry. know he was in it. I didn't know he was in it. He's in the first, films. like, three. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay, F9. 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 The last one, where we go to space. Yes. Um, yeah, so we see is... the Tokyo Drift guy come back. Yes. So this is the one Mr. Nobody recruits the family again to steal the MacGuffin, who is in turn stolen by Tom's brother. Oh, He's got a brother. Um, yeah, they just said, It's John Cena. For the what? last for the last for the last nine movies, there was no indication of him ever no, having a brother. There was exist. no talk of it. No. Yes. He literally just literally didn't exist. And no. then they wrote him into being and I think it was the despite, worst antagonist of this entire Despite story. everyone being mm. very Hispanic, somehow there's one 
flat out Caucasian brother. <laughs> it's very funny. Yeah. How do they describe it again, Graham? There's some line where they've kidnapped Ram. I'm not Ramsey Cipher. Cipher. And she's there's like some throwaway line where like, oh, I knew like Dom's family was like had like a, a like a mixed like a mixed uh, history, but I didn't expect a Nordic line. Yeah. Oh god. And also they gave them the same spray tan. That's how you know they're related. Okay. It's so and then bad. yeah, and then then we now are caught up. Yeah, so we caught up. It. We caught up to the point where Jason Momoa. I don't think we should get too much into it, but it it harks back to Brazil. Exactly. It harks back to that one, and um, and it sort of refigures that in a particular way. We don't yeah. want to give too much away. Well, it's in the trailer. We can say from the trailers, Jason Momoa is the son of the villain from Five, okay. and he's out for revenge, yeah. basically. And that is it, folks. That's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. And 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 that's the magic of it is that it's there. You can stumble into it it's always there for you it's this kind of comfy blanket of sort of silly movies at the sort of height of their everything yeah yeah um they are preposterous it's like and if you lean in yeah if you know that if you accept that you have a great time they're like the like, bad action movies of the 80s that we love watching and it's fun to point out those ridiculous things like yeah. how did he get his car there <laughs> Yeah, you know, all like, around the world. Yeah. And like, even if he brings it in a plane that's incredibly expensive. Yeah. Or if he sort of got one custom made in this random country he's now in, that's also ridiculously yeah. expensive. Who the fuck is bankrolling this? Yes. How do you get away with smashing 50 cars just willy nilly? Yes. Like, I would feel terrible. <laughs> right. For bumper well, bashing they're one person. all criminals. Person. We forget about this. Yeah. They're all criminals. They're terrible yeah. people and they should all be in jail. Yeah. No, they should all be but in jail. But they're a family. Right. Yeah. They can go to a family jail. And somehow that's okay. I want to very briefly talk spoilers because okay. I have a theory about why they're doing three movies now, like we said. Okay. So if anyone who doesn't want spoilers, this is what we check out. Yeah. Stop listening. Okay. Okay, you're gone. The Rock's back, baby. Yes. Hey, at right? the end. I, I realize he's Some such bit. an essential part of these movies. He is. He's not the only one that's fucking back. Gal Gadot is yeah, back as well. Exactly. Which is, yes. At that point, I remember... The whole cinema. I, 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 held, <laughs> yeah, I was sitting between the two of you and I sort of held both of you back. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's so insane. The whole cinema was like... Aah. Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But, okay, here's and the thing. submarine is back. But yeah. yeah, well, there's a submarine. We don't know if it's... No, they blew up the other submarine. Okay. So this is a new submarine. Oh, okay. They have a second submarine. <laughs> oh, my All God. Right. Okay. Here's okay. What do you say? Here's my thing. Okay, so I think the the Dwayne Johnson thing was a very late addition, right? It sort of yeah. feels like they were pitching the one of the new characters, Alan Richardson's character. Yeah, he's the new guy who kind of... He's like the new Mr. Nobody. He's like the bad guy. Oh, that's like, like Mr. That, that guy looks like a, a sort of... He's enormous. He looks like a Kendall on steroids. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was Raphael in the Ninja Turtles movies. Yes, he was. Um, uh, it felt like they were sort of pitching him as like the new, like he was going to fill the same role as that guy. Yes. As as Hobbs, I mean. The law enforcement guy. Yeah, who's yeah. now joined the team. But then, t okay, he turns on them at the end, which yes. I think that was a late addition. Okay. I think once they made the deal for Hobbs, for Dwayne Johnson to come back, they were like, okay, we can't have two of these guys. Right? Right. So now that guy's still with, with Jason Momoa's Momoa. character. Yeah. I think mates. the reason they've done three, I'm probably wrong about this, but it's possible, is because they convinced him to come back. Dwayne Johnson, he was like, I want a movie. I want like a whole movie where Hobbs is the lead. Mm. Right? Because he has that haggling power now. I guess so. He can say to Vin, you know, you want me back in the sequel. Yes. We know Vin wants it. And he's also had like a string of movies that haven't done well. 
Yeah. So I think he needs the little bit of it. Yes. And I think because like the setup of him coming back is very similar to the way Jason Momoa kind of brings Dom into it. It's like a very similar sort of thing. I think we might get another movie that sort of happens somewhat parallel to this one. Right. But that makes a lot of hops. sense. That's about Hobbs. That is cool. But what's, right. who's his team going to be? Like, well, bring back. <laughs> There's no family right, on Dwayne's side. I right. think. Right. All right. But um, on that note, I think that was important. I think we needed to get that out of our system. Yeah, it's done. It's done. <laughs> we'll it's come there back in for two years to for enjoy. 10 part two. Right. Yeah, it's only in two years time. Right, which is wild. I mean, Vin Diesel is going to be so old by right. then. Yeah. Um, thank you for staying this far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and go and watch it. It's out in cinemas. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you, guys. Let's, um, let's lock up and, and go home. Peace and love. Bye. Cheerio. Cheerio. Ha, ha, ha.